Let's chaos reign. And now, this is Chaos Reign presents five reasons why you ain't being chosen. Summertime edition 2020 broadcast June the 21st, 2020. All right, everybody. You know what music I'm about to play? You know, it's 2020, and it's going to be a hot, 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 hot. Drum, please. Chilling in the car, they spent all day waxing. 
leaning to the side, but you can't speed through two miles an hour, so everybody sees you. There's an air of love and of happiness, and this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness. expressed on Talk Real Solutions hosted by Tyrone Thompson at TalkRealSolutions.com are the views of Tyrone Thompson and do not reflect the views of TalkRealSolutions.com, YouTube, or etc. The content here belongs to Talk Real Solutions and its many contributors. Views and opinions expressed by all contributors belong to them and not TalkRealSolutions.com or Tyrone Thompson, the host, or etc. All data and information Information provided on the site is for informational purposes only. Talk Real Solutions makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information on this site and will not be liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its display or use. All information is provided on an as-is basis. In a world where there's crime, corruption, violence, murder, rape, death, and all forms of atrocities that plagues the world in which we live in today, what you're witnessing, we are living in a state of chaos, and it will take a greater or much extremer chaos to restore the order in which the world we live in today. Good evening, black people. This is chaos here. And tonight. Um, you know... Guess the subjects dealing with, you know, why you haven't been chosen. I might give my scenario to this. Um, I'm hoping as my my good friend comes on tonight, he's going more in depth. But, you know, this is the summertime. This is now officially summertime. Twenty twenty. That special edition. And, you know, I can recall back, even on this YouTube channel I've, I'm on, I have dealt with the first time when I did the first summertime broadcast. It was on, it was good, it was popping, I would say. But, you know, a new year, a different situation. But before we begin, um, I'd like everybody to go to talkrealsystems.com. On the talkrealsystems.com, you'll see the three-point plan for black empowerment, black achievement, um, on the website, there are the latest articles 
news that's going around here here in America and potentially abroad. Um, as you know, Thursdays is the news part of TRS where they go through various news articles that is trending throughout social media and all parts of the Internet. So if you're not tuning in on Thursday evenings around 9 o'clock, I believe, that's where um, Tyron Thompson does, you know, the news. Him and um, his female assistant, her name is Miss Lady, I'm not sure it's her, but they go in and read the articles personally and they give their take on what's out here from, you know, the reader's standpoint. Um, you can also find this channel on Facebook as well, and I think it's titled, uh, let me check, I find it, Talk Real Solutions on Facebook. So join the group, because there's a lot of things in the group that's, I would say, trendy, interesting, and kind of funny, too, I like to say it to myself. So that is also on Facebook. You'll catch this broadcast and replay on Facebook. We also got the YouTube channel, Talk Real Solutions, as well. Um, all the videos that we have done so far is on YouTube as well. So check that out. And like I always you know, my broadcast and many others that I've done up to this point, you will find mostly on my channel. If you type in Chaos Rain, that's the YouTube channel that I go live and I you know, post some of the episodes on there as well. Um, let me see what else is up here. Let me think. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So, they, oh, yeah, and also there's donate donation tab on the website. So, if you want to donate to Talk Road Solutions, feel free to give wherever you can contribution to the show. Yeah. All right. So let me open this up. I'm trying to find you. Uh, oh. I'm trying to open my screen a little bit. Um, I would say a word for advice for people that are going to do live streams or any form of content, whether doing videos or doing YouTube. My recommendation to all up-and-coming people that's doing, you know, any form of video broadcasting, um, you want to invest in a uh, desktop or a laptop that has, I would say, more than 8 gigs of RAM and 3 or more gigahertz processor. And if you're um, doing videos or saving them, you want a terabyte hard drive. So you want to invest in those components. And the reason I'm giving you this little um, game is because for many things people are doing, and I can see on a lot of live streams, they sometimes pause, stagnate because they can't open a browser or do anything while on it live air and it caused stagnation. And the best way to resolve stagnation 
to what you're doing is to get a better quality machine. Now, most of you that are gamers, they don't have these issues because they invest the money to get the necessary machine to get the real optimal performance out of their PCs or laptops. So this is a little um, game for all y'all that's going to do this, any form of YouTube in the future. That's the best thing to do, and that's the best start. So, okay. Let me see if I can find this. The title of tonight's show Okay, let me see if I can pull this up. All right, the five reasons why you're not chosen. Now, this is my rundown of the five things that why if I find a lot of women, young or a little older, why they're not being picked by the right type of mate, even go as far as getting a ring on it. And this is going to be a very touching subject, and I know I'm going to get a lot of hate, a lot of backlash, possibly, but you know, it is what it is. And, and as y'all know, one of the things that I could say that I jot down, and there's only one, but I'll probably come up with the others. The first one All right. The first one is one of the reasons why you're not chosen is potentially you put on too much weight or other words, you're too fat. Now, I've noticed this only applies to the men that are of means that is making, I would say, roughly over six or greater figures, making roughly maybe more than 250K a year, roughly in the 300 range and greater. Most men, and people could really look at this and examine this closely, and there is pretty much very less exceptions to the rule, exceptions to the rule, but a man that's making almost, banking almost a million dollars a year or a quarter, over a quarter million, their mates that, who they pick on the average, and mostly this is the norm and average, are mostly smaller and a little bit more women that are more skinnier or sometimes petite Anyway, And what I mean by petite, some women or young women or older women can range from under 125 pounds to roughly 100 and close to 110. Some are very much like stick figures, very petite. 
But normally the, the average weight for most women, not in America, but the ones that are, you know, in regards to what they label health-wise and much more uh, a reasonable body weight is 125. And usually women that is that of less weight, normally, um, and depending on their height, but usually if they, most of them are not really over five, five on average like that, that they don't really have sometimes a hard time maybe snagging a very much well-to-do man that is probably, I would say, in the quest to be wealthy or getting up there in wealth for himself. They don't have much of a problem getting that type of quality man. Now, mind you, some women that are maybe that weight might not still get snagged up like that because the other thing, there is what we call a level system. And I'll call this level system from a scale of one through ten. As you know, tens are the dime, the dime piece. I mean, it's women that are ten and that look like a ten, not only on face but also body, will pretty much get any man they want, even to the point that some men will go as far as marry these dimes within less than six months. And if you're a woman that has a face that's below six, but your body is like some part up there of a 10, you have a good, great chance to still get a ring on it. And I have a greater chance because, you know, one on the average sometimes might outweigh the other because, you know, like I said, um, usually women that's not too big and they carry themselves the same way if they're a little bit more feminine, if their face doesn't look all that good, they could still win in a way, in a way, it'd be more challenging a little bit, but they could still win because they're not, they don't put on too much weight to outweigh their looks, you know. And usually with the power of makeup, you know, makeup could do a lot of things to fix that. So, like I said, the weight is number one, major problem. I would say the second one would be the attitude. I mean, a lot of women nowadays, they're boys and they have so much attitude, so much attitude, so much attitude. And at times, they don't know how to control that in front of not only their mates, but in front of others. I mean, you see some are so nasty to some people for whatever reason. And no matter if they look very cute or over eight, they will lose a point down just by the attitude alone because no one wants to be around nasty or stinky attitude chick. You know, to cuss people out like it's something special. And it's not attractive, it's not cute, you know. And normally most most young women that have a potty mouth, they might get some dude, but at the end of the day, I could get no actual competent man that's, that's doing real good for himself to really go all the way to say, you know, maybe I should sat down with this chick or put a ring on. Nah, you ain't going to get that. You'll probably get some nice dick and balls from the Irish Joe. You know? And then it'll keep pushing. Yeah. Just by the attitude alone. You know? And trust me, no man can't create no attitude of a woman on the average. Unless, you know, he's that dude that demands respect. And depending on how she views and respects that man, she'll get it. 
on average, but normally they don't. They won't. They won't. They'll still act as so like it's nothing. They'll carry on like it's nothing. They will embarrass not only him but herself. And, you know, it, it, they move on and carry on life like it's normal. So the attitude, yeah, that has to really change. You know, that's one reason why you're not being chosen. Number three, um, I would say, if I can remember good, I would say the company that a lot of women keep. Um, I know a lot of women have these girlfriends, and depending on the circle you keep, they could easily make you and keep you single. And the reason why, because other girls that don't have mate or are married or successful in relationships will go around and tell you how to conduct your relationships with your man or how to carry out. And as you see, and a lot of women have never learned this, that you see if you're paying attention to your friend and trying to learn off what she's doing, either right or wrong with her life or a relationship, and try to marry that into yours, you're going to bound to repeat the same problems, and you're going to be just as lonely as her. And most sisters will hurt other sisters in regards to their uh, progress in the, I would say, the dating scene or look into relationships, or find a mate. Besides that, some, you might have one of them friends, ladies, that will that has a very loose wound, and she wants to have sex with everything that moves, including screwing your man. And trust me, that's happened before. And, you know, some women get mad at the man, but narrowly knows that you have a friend that's, that is very loose to her wound, that she doesn't sleep with any man. If a man looks like he's productive or doing something, She'll sit there, coerce him, or coerce him into the sex, you know. And it happens, you know. <laughs> Trust me, it happens to the best of us, you know. Hey, I wish we could control it better, but, you know, women, if women want some, you know, <laughs> some cock, you know, she'll get it, you know. But like I said, if you have a friend or no friend that's like that, you're close to that, cut her off. Cut her off, because most like she, she's going to, wind up sleeping with your man. And, hell, if you and her don't have good connection, she might sit there just take your man, for all we know, if she, if she got like that. Yeah. Can't hit the player, you got to hit the game. Um, number four. I would say number four. would be um, a lot of inconsistencies and, or lies that you tell even going into the relationship. Now, I know ladies, they think and believe that when they meet a man that sometimes they either question or not, is this the representation of him or somebody else? And I hear enough that most dudes are living not only from ladies that double lie life, but they are not really being truthful who they are. And the best way to resolve that is with time. Questions would be the best thing to speed up time, but 
time alone will show what type of man you're dealing with. And I'm not saying that you get you sit there wait so many months and you have sex with him and then he turns left and change. I know you try to figure out who he is from the jump before you even go further to proceed and give him some. Because one thing is evident, perhaps in our relationships, including me, and I don't ask some questions. I don't. We don't ask some questions of what is the purpose. You know, are you here for this and that? If they ask you number, you ask them why, and you know you give a good question. You just don't throw a why, but you just come, you just come honest with them, and then you question them. Start to have the mate or the male species think, because one thing is evident. And I told this to one young sister that um, you gotta get some of you to start thinking logic. You know, if they gonna do something to you in a way, try to get your attention, or you know, you know, get your number and all that stuff. You ask them why. And not just why, but you you really question, say, what's the purpose of you want to call me? These little things. Because now you put him in a tight spot. Now you might put him against the wall. To sit there, have him start have to really think long and hard to what response he's going to give to you. Where most likely if he's a dude that that's normally that wants to, do, or Dusty that wants to just sleep with anything, he just want to get access to your, to your um, coochie. Then yes, he he will do and say things just to hope to get in your pants. And you know, once you start put your foot down now, before even it gets to that point, it's gonna do one of two things: either make him pursue more to see that you're a serious woman, and you want more than just the sex, or he'd be one of those, those dusty betas that is to turn around and keep a pushing and say, well, you know, she asked so much questions. I just want to get in the pants. So fuck you and all that. Stuff. These are the ways, ladies, to eliminate these types of men that just only want to get, not only your number, but want to just get a quick fling in the bed. And, you know, because we live in a hookup culture, most likely every man or woman wants to engage in something dumb. So they'll do these things to, um, to just to get, what they want from you, and after he gets that coochie, he's on to the next one. Hell, he might even go as far as depending how good you, you give him that sex, he might keep in a rotation. And trust me, ladies, I know on the average, most of y'all don't want to be on a rotation of a man, hypothetically. You might want, uh, you might want to put a rotation out for a man on the other shoe fit, but normally you, don't, you, as a woman, you don't want to be on no personal rotation unless you're controlling it. And, you know, I have a problem when both sex feel they should put each other on a rotation to sit there, you know, just only for sex because it's not productive, not constructive. And when that sex is risky, and not only the disease aspect you have to worry about, but the potential of, of producing babies, which, you know, the black community already complains about already. You don't want to add more problems to a situation that we already face as collective. So, you know, question is the key to any man that wants your attention, you know. And the fifth and last, last thing, or I should say one of the last things, is we don't, most men will not, oh, they'll, they will do sex. Some will, you know, now that you give up the pussy, you know, they will take it. But one thing is not good to find is a woman that is very loosely 
which I said preschool, but in more detail, we just don't want no whore to be a wife. It's that, it's that simple. I see what most women complain about, how most of these dudes are marrying some of these women that are whores. And, yes, I get it, but at the end of the day, if they are doing that, it's not going to last because usually if you start in a relationship with sex, normally you're going to end it in which you start. It's that simple. It's that simple, you know. And to be fair and honest, you know, a woman that is very loose with her vagina, she will, if you're a man that's doing well and making six figures, most likely if you're going out making that bread, you might slip up, and most likely this doesn't happen, but let's say if it does, that she'll slip up and bring another man into the house that you're paying for, give him a blowjob, get her back going out, have him go out of business like it's nothing. And that's something no man does not respect or like. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they're paying for not only your keep roof over your head, but paying for another dusty dude to get access to your vagina. And he has not put no money into the thing. Trust me, no man is like that, ladies. They don't like it. That's like saying that they're housing another boy or another child that's not theirs. You know? No man likes that. No, they don't like that. So, you know, a very loose woman is a very dangerous woman. I mean, I think one time there was a story of, I remember enough, I told you this, how one chick was messing around with two different men. And I'm not sure her and the first man were fight, fighting physically or verbally, whatever you want to call it. And lo and behold, a man comes into the same workplace that she works at, and I think he works there too, with a gun, trying to look for him to give or put two bullets in his dome. And trust me, you know, no man should ever risk penitentiary chances just for over some vagina. No, that's not good. That's not good. But like I said again, when a woman's playing those games and even go as far as some are, it could be engaged in horse activities, rather being, uh, I guess, a sugar baby, or just being a straight whore and sleep on every dude in the community that she likes can be problematic, you know, very problematic, you know. And, you know, it's not even sex either. So. But anyway, those are my five rundowns of why you're not being chosen. Uh, and... Let me just check something for a second. The number to call to tonight's show is 712-770-4160. The access code is 915-411-POUND. I repeat, 712-770-4160. Access code 915-411-POUND. Tonight's subject, Chaos Rain presents the five reasons why you're not being chosen. This is a summertime edition, 20 Oh, this is the right one. Hold on, people. Yeah. What is this? This is not the right one at times. Okay. Hold on, guys. I'm trying to find it.
I'm trying to find. Hey, Tara, are you there? Yeah, this is not the video. What is this? Let me check my other thing, because I'm nothing confused about I might have to refresh my page because something just happened. Okay. Okay, it's the right one. All right, so we're good. I use my other computer. Yeah, so... Chat room. Okay, we're in the chat room now. I guess everybody's enjoying their Father's Day. This is not bad. Um, you know, another thing I did like. And I'm probably going to have him back on sometime next month, possibly. Um, he did a, a piece dealing with child support, the whole um, entirety, and how it's a predatory system that not only affects black men, but now I'm finding out that white men are not even liking the rules that's being implemented in regards to the amount of money they got to give and child support, which they pay child support the most because they got most more money than black people in America, so obviously they're going to pay more. But the problem is that the thing when it, it was established, if you knew the history of it, it was established because of them, because of their behaviors as a group of people. People got said that child support is only 80-something years old, 85 years old now, when they first put it as in law and mandated, you know, that every mother that is in a family with her man and his and it's in the man's role that is the father provider to neglect his responsibilities of taking care of her and her child and going out to go find another woman, most likely a young woman, that they let their children starve and let their wife starve because he decided to move on. And they want to give no compensation. And, you know, this is my thing about it. Child support has its purpose, but because of the economic situation in this country, it has now become predatory for the last 30 or more years. And I say this because when they start putting brothers on this, the child support, it almost hurts them more than anything else. Now, I'm not saying a man should be punished because he decides to have sex with his woman and as him carry on the pregnancy and bring forth life, you know. But the, the biggest issue is how they're not really balanced in regards to the payout or where the money goes and the interest in regards to child support. The, the mother of that child gets the pennies off the dollar than what she could have got fully if there's no interest playing where the courts get their cut and then she get the crumb. But like I said, a lot of women think emotionally when they either divorce or break out the relationship and put the man on child support. I mean, 
usually as a man, if she don't put you on it, or she put put you on child support the first time, and then she eventually takes you off it, this system still will keep a record that you're on it. And once she starts to put you back on, they will add the loss of revenue that they could have gotten with the interest when you're no longer paying that child support. And I find it very much problematic. I mean, I find it predatorial because now you are robbing finance, not wealth, but finance from from one man to an, and sending it to another, but not giving the actual full benefit, giving the recipient pennies from it because of the racketeering, you know. And my thing with a lot of men that they're not really careful, and not only the vetting process, which they should vet more instead of sit there pump and dump, but they should really be very selective on who they should have their children or their child going for it. I mean, I hear now some dudes that are making money, how they don't even want to engage and give a, a, a natural or a regular one a child. I hear some want to go to the um get um what do they call those things um I forgot what they call it. I think it's something to do with I don't know if it's a fraternity. No, it's not there. Um, it's one of those things where you know you just give the seed to a woman and she carries for nine months and then she she signs out the rights to the father. That I'm talking about. I'm hearing conversation of that now from a lot of, from some fellas that doing well financially that they want to they might go that route because of the laws of this country. Now, me as man, I said, uh, okay, if you want to do that, I guess that's something. But I find it weird as a man that you, it goes back to where are you going to start socializing again? Because this to sit there and say that you don't want to deal with no woman, there's no relationship, there's no family, and you just want her just to carry the baby, give you the baby, and then let her go off her business, it sounds very antisocial and very disconnect because, you know, from their reason, they said the law is not in their favor, so it's better off they go that route so they don't have to confront the court or that woman. Now, to me, I think that plan to be a cop-out. Huh. And the reason I find that to be a cop-out because at the end of the day, you as a man, you have to sit there, provide something, and build something with the opposite sex. You're not gonna always going to be doing this by yourself and there's only one use of woman as the womb and the vessel just to give you that child so that way you can to raise the child well, the actual mother. Now, if the mother you chose and she's very disagreeable, then my, that all means that you, you take full custody of that child. And make her pay child support, which would make better sense. And think about this, which I did not know, that most women, if they're put on child support, they don't pay as much as the male. And I find that very odd. Even some of them that are doing very well, they won't be paying a lot in child support than if a male is put on it. So it lets me know, and then this predatory system, it is really designed 
to take out the male or the competition, which most likely is a black man, altogether to give room to other groups of men to compete on a higher level while keeping the black man into a subordinate role. And I find that to be very wrong. Very wrong. Very wrong. Um, one thing I, I would notice is say this, that, that because this is Father's Day, I hear a lot of mothers, single mothers, they be telling some foolishness to their son saying that, that today I'm playing mommy and daddy role. And uh, last time I checked, I don't see no other race of people or race of women say that or think like that. But when it comes to the Western black man and black woman, nothing ceases to amaze me more in regards to how they view themselves and the insanity of it all. One second. All right. So, it's just madness at the end of it. Madness. Unless you look at mostly some of y'all women as stupid, they'll look at you as crazy, look at you as retarded. They can say that, oh, so you're both mommy and daddy in your child's life? And not only that, you confuse the child, the boy, especially when you know what I'm saying, that if you play both roles, then obviously a role of a man is you and how you carry yourself in a feminine way will condition that male to act and behave in a feminine manner as well. Now, most women don't want to do that, but that's what happens when you start to declare yourself as mother and father in your child's life. I mean, the children are, are more receptive to what they see than what you're telling them because you tell them one thing, you do something different, it confuses them. So they learn more from what they actually see. And they see you as a mother playing both roles and liking it. Then, to be honest with you, I don't know what to say. I mean, if your son comes out to be a homo, I mean, it is what it is. And one other thing I didn't say this, um, that I didn't mention this earlier. In regards to educating our youth and the promise of how our children are receiving education, it's evident that when a woman is taking full custody role in it, not only putting food to the baby's belly for what they learn, but the children, especially the males, don't live up to part in regards to preparedness for competing against the real world. And the reason why I find that alarming is because the average mother just don't care about how their son is going to function in this environment, much less learn the necessities to function and survive in this environment. And the only time a son will show relevance to a good more portion of sisters here is that their sons have the potential to make a lot of money to get them that house, that big house. 
But everybody knows there's only one out of a thousand or more make it into leagues. And if you train your son just to be the best receiver, thrower, catcher, shooter, dribbler, and if they don't make it, then what? I always ask the question, then what? Mm. Catch my jerk? Good. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, you think about it. These are a few steps that, you know, I said earlier that why you're not being chosen. And other things that will lead you that you might potentially be dying alone is very much high in this society. I mean, hell, if you look at the unemployment right now in America, it's almost, we, we're, it's like this. We have over 300 million people in this country, and almost a third or fourth or fifth of that is unemployed and looking work. So you tell me. I didn't know it doesn't make sense. It doesn't really make sense. I, I asked this, I questioned this. But hey, what do I know? What do I know? Let me check. Okay. Oh, I have one caller. So let me open this line. Hello? Gary, Gary, what's going on? All right, so first and foremost, let me say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and all the mothers that have been fathers uh, uh, in in many of the children's lives, whether the the dad was there uh, purposely or unpurposely. I don't know what's going on, man. You're getting bad feedback, brother. Do you hear something in the background? I hear like an echo. Oh, let me see that. Yeah. Let me make sure that's not because. I I mute myself. Can you hear it? Yeah, I hear it now. I still hear it. Still hear it. I don't hear you. Oh, let, let, let me let me try something. See. Sound better? Let me see. Nope, I still put mine, so. Yeah, I, I have that thing turned on because it's, the, the temperature is too hot in here. So that's why. It might be the sound of something blowing. All right. It's a little echo. It's like delay. So, again, happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there raising their children or have raised their children, mothers that have raised their children, um, and they're in the father's place again. Whether it was purposely or on purposely, I don't hear no echo now. Perfect. Um, so you said a couple of things that uh, I, I, I disagree. First of all, you said something about that majority of women don't care how their children turn out, if they're gay or not. I don't. I don't believe that, man. I think that women disagree with that, but I can't say because I'm not a woman and I'm not a mother. So I think you should have some more women give. Uh, you know, their, 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 not opinion, but, you know, their take on that. Mm. Then you said something about that 
um, a lot of them will be gay if they raised by a mother or whatever through feminine things. I, I, I don't think that's true either, bro. Can you hear me? Yeah, go on, because it says the echo. That's why I didn't mute myself. Unless you still did echo. All right, yeah, perfect, perfect. Right, Is the so, echo gone? And then the thing with child support. I would say this, man. The least that you can get government involved in your shit, the better, right? But it also depends on, you know, uh, how the two parties are, are dealing with each other. Now I'm hearing an echo. Uh, so I would think that... Yeah. Hello? All right, there we go, there we go. So so I would say that, you know, um, if, if you guys can come to, you know, some type of mediation without the, you know, getting involved in the courts, because this is what it is. The, once you involve the courts and government and your shit, they want a fee because you're using their services. The government is like a service, you know, it, it, even though we pay into it, but it, it, it has services. So court and all that shit, that's service. They got to pay those people to sit in the court and do those cases and pay them. So if we want to avoid that and lessen that, possibly, you know, lessening getting the courts involved. Now, you know, that don't happen. Every case is different. That's another thing is that, you know, when you, unfortunately, when you, when you in the beginning of a relationship, you really don't know that person. The only way I would say that you can get more of an insight is knowing the background of that person, uh, whether it be now, I'm pretty sure people check people's social media and, you know, um, you know, things of that, that that sort. But, you know, I mean, even if you have a, a, a record on a person, do you really want to judge them on their record? Maybe they have bad, you know, uh, relationships in the past, and now you're the person that's going to change that. I mean, that that's a possibility also. Um, other, another thing is that, you know, you just really don't know, man. I mean, it's it's like gambling. Everything is a gamble. Again, some people will, will lay it out on a table. Some people don't. You know, and, and some people have those discussions about, all right, so what if this happens? You know, that happens, but it doesn't happen often. You know, if something happens, you know, because when you're in a relationship in the beginning, you're not really thinking about, you know, break up or what happens this or we break up with, you know, with, with the child and all that. So I think that that's almost like maybe that will be constructed in some form in the near future where people are more, you know, um, if you want to say transparent or more open, speaking on what, you know, like planning for the future, if there's a future. And then a lot of the times things happen randomly. You know, it's just the laws of attraction, whether it be, you know, visually um, at the time or when you get to know that person at that moment, really not to know them as fully, but, you know, you, 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 know, you get to know them that day as far as what you like about them, vice versa. And then things happen from there, you know. Um, sometimes, or a lot of times, those discussions don't happen, like, you know, right away. So I'm just saying that everything is like, is a, it's pretty much like a gamble. You know, you don't know. And the person could be beautiful, uh, uh, nice outside, you know, in the very beginning. And never have no track record of some messed up stuff. And then at the end, one day to another, shit just happened. You know, a person could change, just snap, and just be like, look, you know what, I don't want to be with you. Or I don't want to, you know, deal with you for whatever reason, whether it's the person that's doing stuff or not. You know, or they feel like they're in a different space. So, I mean, I, this shit has always been, you know, um, you know, just, just if you want to say murky waters, you know, and, unless you have like a range, and I know a lot of people are not with that arrangement. 
you know, arranged marriages, and then whatever happens, we're going to stay together. I don't think that this generation and even people that's older living now would would bargain for that. You know, so I think it's always uh, uh, relationships are always complicated because there's no one way of doing things, and everybody has their own ways of doing it. It's just connecting the dots or how those people can work together to eliminate the negative or, or, or you know, uh, uh, minimize the, the don't likes enough to get along. And then when these things happen with relationships where, uh, you know, they have children involved and then they, you know, separate, and again, getting back to the core system, you know, if that if that could be worked out in some way, which, again, it, it, there's no one way of doing it and there's not one, you know, every relationship they can't deal with is like, oh, well, you know, some people out there are like, well, <laughs> try to talk to, to, to my wife, my ex-wife, or try to talk to my ex-husband. It wasn't going down like that. So it's, it's personalities. I think it's, it will be always complex, complicated thing, even with the Internet. You know, where people are looking at each other's profile and going by profiles, because that could be real, it could be fake. And if it is real, anything could change with your relationship. Every situation is unique. That's where I say like that. And, and again, I, I commend all those people out there doing, you know, uh, parenting jobs. I'm not a parent myself, but I give respect to those. I got family members that have children. So, so big up to everybody that's been trying to do their things. Those that have been taking care of other people's children, whether they was the mother or not, you know, we have a lot of people that's been out there that, that took care of children for many different reasons. It don't got to be that the father left for on his own regard or there was an argument. There's people that's out on the military, people that work on a field that don't come back for months, um, you know, different situations. But I, like I said, I commend all those that are doing, you know, what they should be doing and have done. And, you know, whether a man or woman, and, and, and definitely respect to the fathers out there that have been, you know, putting in that work dif- despite the difficulties that they might have with, uh, uh, you know, their, their, their former spouse. I'll leave it there, bro. Um, One question, Jay. Hey, guys, this is Arthur. Can I, uh, oh. can I get on when you finish? Yeah. So, Jay, let me ask a question. So you co-hard believe a woman could play the mother and father role to that child's life, either boy or girl. You believe that, right? Well, they can't do everything that the that that the father could do, but um, they facilitate a lot of areas when the father's not there. So I can't. I'm not going to say 100 percent. No, you know that the a a a a child would, would should need you know needs his his, his or both parents, but mothers have pulled it off. Mothers, aunts, you know, and, and sometimes they, a lot of times they got uncles, you know, so they'll bring in a, a, a male figure in a lot of the situations. So I don't think that she she um, should be, do it by herself, and she could fill in every gap, but she could fill in some gaps, and that's why it's important to try to get, you know, the two on the same page, whether they're together or not, to try to keep that, balance if you want to say in in that child's life so every again you know everything is unique in its own way but i i definitely know a mother cannot fill every gap that's why you have a male figure and a female figure they you know they have different ways of going about things and different things that they can speak to you about things that they go through in their own experience um different body types you know what i'm saying and different 
thought processes. So, no, not 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 a hundred percent, but they have been doing a lot of uh, a, a lot of the filling in when those fathers is not there. Okay. Um. Hmm. All right. Well, if if you say so. Um. But um. All facts. You there? Yeah, I'm here, guy. What's good? What's on your mind? Let me ask you something, guy. Is a divorced mm-hmm. husband with children? Is he a baby daddy? To my knowledge, nah. Why not? Because he was married. How, how is how is what, baby what, daddy? What if he was married if, for if, a year? If, if, what if, what, if, what, what, if, what, if, what, if he was married? I'm not. I'm asking. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna wait. What if he knew her for a year, got married for a year, and then got divorced the third year? Is he a baby daddy to that child? No. No. Why? I just don't see it. He don't be that. Because he, he actually put a ring on it, gone through the little legal legality, okay. did all the paperwork on stuff, and they were a husband wife. Now, right. if they separate a year and say, okay, now I'm divorced, I hear, this is why I'm hearing all facts, that I say, now you turn a wife into a baby mama. This is what I'm hearing now, and I'm right. going to say, and I wonder who make these terminologies. We need to, we need to, we need to sit these people who bring this stuff in our community and sit down and say, what? Is, give me a factual measurement of these definitions, because you throw words like baby daddy, and then when I say, okay, give me the measurement of a baby daddy, don't be ambiguous, because if you're going to be critiqued. About baby daddy, it should be a perfect measurement. That, that, that's why I ask it. Really, there's no perfect measurement, guys. All oh, this shit is, is crazy. This, this is, they, they think they're helping and they're not. They're just, they're just people are making up terminologies to demean other people that's not like them. It's not an encouragement. ABC puts something in the chat room and says, why is this young man refusing to become a baby daddy on Father's Day. This is a Father's Day, and they want to talk oh, about if, why baby if, daddies if, is good. All facts. Before you continue, uh-huh. if ABC's put anything in the chat and he's listening to the show, he has to come up on the, the show and explain his rhetoric. Because I, I'm going to be honest with you. Right. From what I'm understanding, once you're married, you're, you, if you're married before having the kid, then obviously you had the kid while, while you're married, then your husband and wife with a kid. Now, if they separate... Now, something I'm hearing now, and this is foreign to my ear, that says and tells me that now you become a baby daddy and she become a baby mama. And it, it throws the whole, it throws it all off loop. It throws it all to, off loop. I'm, I'm not trying to it, cuss, be right. honest with you, but it don't make no sense. Now you go, you revert back to a lesson. Let me tell you something. And the then, you guys, can I say one mama, thing? And plus, one more thing. Please hold that to it. But I've got to say this before you continue. And also, with the statistics, it fucks up the statistics and it makes the bad African community look bad. Especially when you use the terminated fatherless. Fatherless, they've been using that terminology for a long time when you talk about the interaction between the father and the child. The average black child is not fatherless. That's a fact. That's a fact. So that is why I'm asking, is a baby daddy is you go to the club and you get the prostitute uh, pregnant on the first night 
and then you raise the children. Is that a baby daddy? Is a baby daddy that you have a girlfriend, y'all was living together six months, y'all worked it out, you got some management issues, and now she got you on child support, but you're spending time, is that a baby daddy? Or you get married and for a couple of years and you get divorced and then now you got child support and custody, is that baby daddy? Or you was married for 10 years and y'all got divorced and you still got, is that a baby daddy? Give me the definition of a baby daddy. Don't tell me all facts. I know what a baby daddy is. My point is men are going to be in situations where they're not going to be with the woman and they're going to have to have a relationship with their child and be an intricate part. And I'm just saying, are there different stages of being a baby daddy? Or is baby daddy is someone who just doesn't take care of the child financially, emotionally, or physically? Because okay. I'm done after this. Because if you say you married a woman and you don't want to become a baby daddy, don't get divorced no matter what. You stay. If she cheats on you, you walk in the house, you, she, you see her fucking on you, or you see him having sex with another woman in your bed, no matter what your church will believe or how your mother raised you, don't because you don't want to become a baby mama or you want to become a baby daddy. But go ahead. I, that's all I wanted to say. And happy Father's Day for everybody out there. Um, it's interesting you mention this, Alphax. Thank you. Um, I hope you stay online. That, to me, it goes back to, again, how we're redefining and define what is in regards, not only the relationship between a man and woman, but what they want to call it if they're not legally married. Um, if you think about all facts, when I first heard the term baby mom, baby daddy, I'm not sure how old I was, but if I really, really dove into the history of this, that this is a new new type of phenomenon. I think this has been going on for 30 years. I know during the 80s, they were caught talk, calling by baby mom, baby daddy. But I know this is something new when the 90s came around. I'm not sure I'm right or wrong because you owed me. You were probably just an adult around 90s. But you never heard anything about somebody calling of a, mom, a baby mom, a baby daddy. When you were a boy, have you? Oh, you probably don't. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. No, I haven't. Go ahead. No, I haven't. Okay, so this is something that I'm not sure who. I'm not sure we create as people create these terms, but it goes back to again, and I want ABC to call in for you know for his own clarity of what he's trying to get at. That you know, if you were married as a black man and your wife divorced you, and you have a child. Now, now the, this new term I'm hearing now, you revert from not only a married wife but uh, a spouse, a divorcee, and now you refer to a baby mama. I, it, it, it sounds insane right now. So you were once married, now you're back to baby mama? I mean, that's much that people call themselves baby mama, baby dad because they never were married. So I'm not sure of the terminology or definition of it is interchangeable between, you know, who's married, who's not. And if it is, and it, let's say that is, then we have problems in the community, to be honest with you. Because, you know, like um, Jay said, yeah, you know, things do turn south. Hell, the wife might not like certain things, and she divorced more than the man. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, she might have to revert back to a, a lesser role where she might have to do more, depending her relationship between her actual husband and her in regards to how they're going to co-parent that child. 
But at the end of the day, when we sitting there defying now, saying that, oh, you, you, you're now, we got to put you in the baby mom category because you're a divorcee. I mean, that's just stupid. I, I don't entertain that. And I hope nobody that's intelligent don't entertain that because that sounds stupid as hell. It sounds stupid as fuck, to be honest with you. I mean, if you're a baby mama, you a baby mama because you didn't get married. It's that simple. Same thing, you, you, you're playing baby dad role because you didn't decide to put a ring on it. You decide just to sit there, pump and dump, knock her up, and they want nothing to do with her and the child on the average. You didn't want to co-parent. So you decide to say, you know, that's my baby mama. I have to give her some money here and there just to, you know, shut her up. But you know, it's all what a man will want, especially a man. If he wants to live that type of role, then, hey, you get what you deserve. You know what I'm saying? Those, the courts eat you up. Because that's what they're there for. And I just said earlier, um, all facts, that even with, in regards to child support, which is a little bit different or not based on the subject, because I read the five reasons why you weren't chosen, that, um, that, hold on. That, um, I can remember. It goes because, and you know, it's funny, it's Father's Day, since we're talking about this, that, you know, this is the only day where, you know, any man should get some praise and respect for those who have done their duty and do works as a father to the children. I mean, right. if you look at this, and I'll be honest with you, men are not really viewed as anything esteemed in this community. Not just us, but just in general. And the reason why that is because, you know, um, to be honest with you, it's not easy being a man. And, you know, like I said, we race in society to be very selfish, you know? I mean, if it's Mother's Day and they say it's a good, beautiful thing, yeah, it's nice, but when it's Father's Day, they say, yeah, yeah. And this only applies to certain women that if they're not even in a cohesive relationship with their mate, either husband or, you know, baby daddy, then they will have right. an issue with this. And right. then they don't want to get a little more pushback because think about this. Your son and daughter comes and they, they see other children with their actual fathers being somewhat involved in their own friends. And when they don't see them getting that same love and respect, they look at themselves as adequate and say, it, did I did something wrong to deserve why my father doesn't play a role? Because children start to question it, you know? Because children are more observant. And they see love from not only one parent but, but, but both, and makes them feel away. And sometimes they don't sit there and ask questions to the mother why daddy's not here. Some will, and the mother, if she's respectful, she'll keep it honest, no matter what right. age your child is. But, well, let you me know, say something, guys. We, we lie and don't tell the actual truth. But go ahead. But you know what, guys? You got an echo. I don't know what's on there. Yeah, I got it. Anyway. Yeah, just me. Yeah, but real quick. And you can unmute yourself anytime this is your show, guy. But, but real quick, and because we had a conversation with Ken. But Jay had a conversation with Ken, and it was like some guys say, and I agree, uh, uh, a piece of paper doesn't make a marriage, but according to the, I don't know, the baby daddy rules, if, if you're shacking up with a woman and you're not married to you, is the woman living with her baby daddy? 
People who use the terminology, she's living with her baby daddy. They're not married. Christians would say, quote-unquote, shacking up. Now, that's old terminology. Y'all hate that old terminology. What I'm saying is, why are you trying to demean a father? They're making up words to your baby, your, your, uh, your baby mama. You may be living with your baby mama. Are y'all married? Are y'all a nuclear family? See, the problem is, and I don't care, this is, and no one ever changes. Every human being that's walking or breathing, whatever the situation, they got a chance of life. No matter if it comes from a one-night stand or not, no matter if some people consider them a bastard. But other people are not going to convince me that I should look at it another way. That's not me, and I hope I never change. Regardless, that baby comes into this world, the society at large, suppose, especially if you're talking about children, if you can help in any type of way with that child, help. If not, then, then so be it. The child is responsible. We got things that if, if parents are not real responsible, we got a system that, guess what, take the child away from the parents. When you, in extreme situations. Society says we're going to have to put that. And then hopefully if you're able to get children in that situation, hopefully you won't be abusing because you become their mentor or their counselor or whatever it is. Foster parent, parent, adoption. I don't know. So that's all I'm saying, Ken. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, um, Gary. Um, the question I want to ask is, if you're not married by certificate and you're living in the same house with that woman you're raising your kids, is that a situation where baby mama and baby daddy is living together? All right, I jump so, back on. I'm hoping that this right, echo, is the echo still going on. Hope not. I corrected it. Okay, so I got no echo. Good. Okay, I, I'm not sure what you said last thing. I stepped away. Um, if if people that, are living together and they didn't go town, downtown to get the marriage certificate and they're living together, are that is that a case where a baby mama and a baby daddy are living together? And is that bad for our society? Because we, because because we had a situation where people were saying, well. If the guys living with it, they don't have to go downtown to get married. But some people say that if they're not married, they're not shacking up. It goes against religion. They should get married, have a certificate. If not, that's a baby mama and a baby daddy raising that baby together in that household. That's how they're going to label them. Mm-hmm. See how people put labels on people, Gary, and try to demean them, saying their situation is better or worse than, than what they are because they got a certificate. But I'm going to fall back, brother. Excellent. Um, thank you. Um, this is my thing. Cause I'm learning more and more about the marriage, not all the marriage laws in America per se, but I will say this personally, that at one time, for the last, up to the 30s, I believe, maybe 20s, but I would say up to the last 80-some years, that usually when people are married, their wife is tax-exempt under contract law of marriage. But they disregard that, discard that for the last 80-something years. So now, even, let's say, our people were married, and they were still married at high numbers before um, the 60s, that, you know, 
not only was it offensive, and people took advantage of it, but, you know, most black people, and then they, they view family and view families much differently than other racial people. It's just now, today, in this society now, because they have done a successful job of devoiding people of having families, not intact families, but pursuing families and being in families' roles, that you now you're seeing an issue amongst our community. Um, to those who could afford it during that time, went that route, went the legal route. And the ones that said that they didn't view or see importance went the other route. And, you know, the other route, as you know, for most of our community, that look at policy, they view that as shacking up and view that as some against so-called religious norms. Because you got to understand, black people, 80% or greater, are Christians. And because of that, they will follow the norms of the Christian doctrine, law. And let's, let's go for it. Let's say some not even Christians. But they still will view and still want to get married the legal route through, you know, court systems, paper, all that stuff. Um, so I can't really label it as only just a religious thing altogether because people at the end of, in this hemisphere get married for other reasons, you know. Religion is one of the, the priorities, but most of them get married, the ones that really know how to use marriage properly, do it more of a business fashion and more dealing in a business institution. So, you know, like I said, and now I find that there's a book they talk about, it's marriage more for rich people. And I have issues with that, but like I said, many reasons why most men today don't want to get married because it's a financial burden. They don't want to risk losing their little money they make yearly if they're making maybe more than 50K a year. They don't want to lose that and give that to their, I guess, woman of their choice through alimony, hell, even child support. So there's a lot of issues in our community that don't want to even attempt to get married or don't want to even look into getting married from either marrying black women or non-black women because it's not, you know, beneficial for a man in this society. Now, me, I have a different approach. I, I would say as any man that you should not be concerned about how society going. If you're so purpose not only to better yourself financially, but want to pass on a lineage, you want to find the right woman and marry her and do it the proper way, if you're smart. You know, not every woman that you're going to pick is going to be that winner. But if you set a firm standard, and this is me now, and this is the weakness we suffer as black men, we do not set enough various standards what we want in a relationship and what we're going to deal with and what we're not going to deal with. That's why the bar is set so low in everything we do in society as black men. That alone will just is representation of how far we're willing to go and what we're willing to take or do what's necessary. And, you know, I hear from other comments from a lot of women say that they feel that their standards are very low too. So overall, when I look at us as a collective, how we set ourselves, the bar is very low at, as a whole for us as black people entirely, holistically. If one person is going to set a standard, it should apply for both. It should not be one person set my standard and then you accept me. For, no, no. That means if you're going to set a standard, my standard just has to be just as high or even greater, especially if I'm 
dealing with the financial burden of everything. And that's how most men should think and operate moving forward in the 21st century. And that will apply to some women. If you feel that a man should provide something, then you should probably seek out some dude that's going to provide some roofing and some form of protection. If they can't provide either one or provide both, you stay with that person. I don't care about all the other emotional problems, all that, because marriage gets better within time. Nothing's perfect. We all have parents, grandparents, that have been married for over nearly half a century. And we know their, their relationships are never perfect either. You hear stories of most of you hear mom tell me how dad probably go over town and probably have another family over town. This has been going on in our community for, for a century, 30 times after enslavement. So how black people operate and how they view themselves relationship-wise, it should be expected. Who do you think is your teacher? Who taught your behavior? Now us is that same caucasoid that you fear and you have a problem looking dead in the eye. And that's just a fact. So let me check the phone line. I don't want to, all right. The number to call in is 712-770-4160. Access code 915 915- Four one one pound. I repeat, seven one two seven seven zero four one six zero. Access code nine one five four one pound. Tonight's subject: the five reasons why you've not been chosen. This is the summertime edition, twenty twenty. Now, as I'm looking, I know certain people have been mentioning about BlackDemographics.com. I decided to look into the website personally. They said it was a black man that created this website. Now, I'm not sure if this same black man has a team, a well-paid team, to sit there go to every state door-to-door or do a deep analysis to get the actual numbers in regards to the position we are as a race people, not only financially, but everything else all aspects of demographics we stand or where we are at in this country. Um, Let me look through this. All right, this is black demographics. Um, What I'm looking at, and I'll share this link during the end of the stream. This is a population of black people by state. Now, mind y'all, and this, I stay firm in my decision and what I said about us having our own, not only set database, but like how white people have numbers. We should have a set and a council of group of organization and out here doing the opposite number crunching of what we stand in this country. So I will look at black demographics and take some words for now. I won't take it as true or the gospel, but since this is a black man that created, we, we will look at this now. Texas, 14% of the population is black. Florida, 18% black. New York, 19% black. Georgia, 34% black. And I think Georgia is... From what I'm looking, besides Louisiana, is the highest. 
where black people congregate by population. 8% California, which it looks like it jumped a little bit. Last time I checked, it was like 5%, but it went to 8 now, so I'm not sure if that's accurate. But like I said, most statistics nowadays, if we're not really controlling numbers and having these set organizations to do the same number crunch like the, our non-black counterparts, I always keep all information as is the somewhat factual but not really true. That's just me. North Carolina, 24%. Illinois, 16%. Maryland, 33%. That's in D.C. Virginia, 21%. Pennsylvania, 13%. Ohio, 14%. Louisiana, I said before, 34%. Michigan, 15%. New Jersey, 16%. South Carolina, 28%. 28%. Alabama, 28%. Tennessee, 18%. Mississippi, 39%. Oh, I'm sorry. So out of the two populations from Mississippi to Louisiana and um, Georgia, Mississippi is the highest. So I got to scratch it. I'm wrong. Mississippi is the highest where black people reside. Missouri, 13%. Indiana, 11%. Massachusetts, 10%. Arkansas, 17%. Connecticut, 14%. Minnesota, 8%. Wisconsin, 8%. Arizona, 6%. Washington, 6%. Kentucky, 10%. Oklahoma, 9%. Nevada, 12%. District of Columbia. Oh. Ooh. Wow. I tell black people that's where you need to be at. The highest. 48. That's almost 50%. I tell you, if I was a black person, I would live in, in District of Columbia, to be, be honest with you. But I know a lot of black people don't want to live around other black people because they hate each other. can't stand their guts. They want get as far away from niggas as possible. Me, I like to be around niggas as much as possible. That's just me. So District of Columbia is the highest, 48%. Colorado, 6%. Delaware, 25%. Kansas, 8%. Iowa, 5%. Oregon, 3%. Nebraska, 6%. Rhode Island, 10%. West Virginia, 5%. New Mexico, 3%. Utah, 2%. Hawaii, 4%. Alaska, 5%. New Hampshire, 2%. North Dakota, 4%. Maine, 2%. South Dakota, 3%. Idaho, 1%. That's a pure redneck state. <laughs> Vermont, 2%. Another redneck state. A redneck state, I believe. Well, I think it's a Republican state, too. That's about Anyway, Montana, 1%. And Wyoming, 2%. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. So let me see what's the average percentage. Um, what's this? I don't know what this is. I don't know what it is. Well, it doesn't give me an actual percentage. 
I'm not sure if I could. Can I calculate this on my computer? I think I could. Mm. Nah, I'm not going to do that. All right, so that's by population. So the highest percent where black people really reside in out of four states or five states is the District of Columbia. So they don't call it chocolate city for nothing. Makes mm. why why a lot of black people live in District of Columbia? That's another story. Okay. So let me see what else I can look for. Hey, Gary, I wanted to comment on yeah. what you were yeah. saying before you go further. I didn't know if you were going to go into another topic. Because Pianchi sent me something. Um, you know Pianchi, right? Why is Pianchi don't call back in the show? I, I, missed I don't know. I, I don't but, is he well, still well, hold on. I, I, I okay? want to make sure you finish before I go further. Will, will you finish? Mm-hmm. All right, well, well I want to yeah, He sent me the same thing, similar thing. I was going to read it. It says blackdemographics.com. But I want to read, it's not long, girl. I want to read, and it's a little different than your statistics. It may be the same. But I'm also going to read what he put down, which I totally disagree with. And this is not what we need to go forward. This is crazy. Okay. Our okay. uh, reality is what it is. Don't be fooled. Well, and this is coming from him, guys. And, I, and, and Gary, I, when I read this, watch how people diminish blackness or diminish our power in this country when they try to stop black people voting. That means we got power. I don't understand what these coons. Okay. Black population, did you know in 2018 that there were 24 states where blacks make up less than 10% of the state population? Of those 24 states... Blacks make up less than 5% of, of oh, I'm sorry, 5% of and in 14 states. Those percentage include children less than 18 years. Black population mm-hmm. is over 20% in eight states. They are 37.70% in Mississippi, just like you said, 32.4 in Louisiana. Three, thirty-one point five in Georgia. Four, twenty-nine point eight in Maryland. Five, twenty-seven point zero in South Carolina. Uh, six, twenty-six point six zero in Alabama. Seven, twenty-one percent in North Carolina, and eight. 22.1% in Delaware. The District of Columbia, I'm sorry, Columbia is not a state. Okay? This is not a state. So, um, I don't, this is what he sent me. There were in 2020 39,265,380 blacks in the United States, or watch this, various ethnic groups. Huh? So you mean to tell me in your calculations in census, you put the Caribbeans and all that of the blacks? They're saying in various, various, various groups. So I guess they're putting in all various other groups into it. But this is the thing. Um, hold on for a minute. Of them, 
8,795,445 or 22.4% of the black population are under 18 years of age. That means they can't go. That's not a war age. I'm just saying, can't go to war. That's, that's a lot of people. Between the ages of 18 and 65 years, 25,594,745 is over the age of, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, it's, it, that's between. All right, and over the age of 65, there are 4,875,190 uh, people or 16%. Now, watch, this is what he says, Gary. I'm sorry I had to read you that because that's kind of what you just said. But this is what it comes back. Blacks do not have enough political numbers in any state to make a change without whites. And then, guess what? All blacks do not think alike. Many are conservatives and support the campaign issues of President Trump. Black women abort over 30 million plus black babies since 1973. A large number are not out of the norm through prisons, gender, gender confusion, and the lack of demanding education and skills. Now we, now we are witnessing whites participating in their protests and riots in order for them to look big. Reality is what it is. Only thing I disagree with that comment because someone gave their political opinion after reading all these numbers, I totally disagree with the first stage. We have no, uh, our numbers say that we have no political, uh, any political, um, any political numbers or quote-unquote political power to make change without whites. Well, it's a given that whites are going to vote. It's a given that we may vote with other whites to free something. That's a given. But to make that statement is diminishing your political power. You still can be strategic. That first sentence says we cannot be strategic without whites, or we can't be strategic in our voting right to, guess what, to uh, uh, persuade white people to come on our side. For instance, if you hold Joe Biden hostage, you may say whites may convince Joe Biden, yes, you know what? If you better vote for what the blacks want, because guess what? We'll vote for you, and then they'll vote for you. So you may want to do something special for them. You can hold things hostage. You can hold the Republican Party hostage because you can put leverage on your vote. So that's what I'm saying, man. You can look at these population numbers, but if we look and says our population numbers and babies need to have more children, first of all, they say we don't want baby daddies and baby mamas, so stop having children. But Pianchi wants people to have more children when they get, uh, 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 don't get aborted on a one-night stand. I'm just saying, guys, if a guy get a, pre a girl pregnant on a one-night stand or whatever it is in a relationship, a married man gets his chick on the side pregnant, real respectable black man gets it, I don't know. Some of them may get abortions. I'm not into that. But on the political power, we have voting power in each state, and we jot it. Governor Hogan won because 66% 66, 66 of Democrats voted for that Republican governor. That's all I got to say, Guy. I don't want to hold you up. Um, 
like a what's my thing um in regards to voting power and use of your vote i mean it's like this dependent where that people reside population wise in certain cities across this country in the district of i guess dc where black people are let's say over 50 percent they should not only be that pinnacle but also hold a lot power in certain infrastructure in regards to police force, EMT, all that stuff. And this is me now, just laying it out. But like all other cities where we reside, we should be ones being a little bit more controlled on the average. Now with the voting, I like to say personally we do local. And presidency, that's like the big stage, and that's going to take a more cohesive collective front to really, if we are voting, which most black people are voting for who they want as president, it has to be organized. As in, and I think black people, they just, they're just the ones to show up and vote, but they're not really organized, or we as organized and collective to see what we really want from any president that wants our vote. And this is election season, where you see Biden now putting out commercials, even go as, even going at to the point where he's telling black men and women, Say if you don't vote for me, you're not black. I mean, it goes back to again that they play with our intelligence as people, and that shows how disorganized we really are. Because no politician should be comfortable trying to make or use niggerish terms for us as people, because it shows how they view us and respect us as a collective, and it shows how they are confirmed conclude that. When they confront a black man or woman, regardless of education background, they look at them as stupid, dumb, retarded, and that they could have said anything and they'll get a vote. That's how I view it. But, yeah, like I said, well-organized group will get things done, including their vote. So let me see what else is on here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for one more thing on black demographics, maybe two, and I might conclude this session. Let's see what else is here. Oh, black marriages. Please, I was talking about that. Let's click on this. Let's look what black demographics brings out. Household and black marriage. Marital status, 15 years and older. Mm. African Americans, all men, women, and all in the U.S. Marriage right now for black people is roughly 29% for all. The men's side, men marry 30% of the time. Women, if they say I do, is 26% of the time. All in the U.S., 48%. The U.S. as a tire as a whole is 48%. So roughly marriage in America for everybody else, including us, is not even half now. Divorce. All. 12%, men, 10%, women, 13%, all, 11%. So roughly when a man decides he gets married, black man particularly, he's less likely to divorce his spouse on the average. And the reason for that is because most men, they, depending on how they view their relationships, they will take either abuse from that spouse or something more, and they'll stay in it for the long haul. And it goes back to what I say again 
on the standards that men don't set, especially black men. There are times, you know, a lot of women, they'll come in, get that ring, and then they'll let their body go to waste. Wherever they are to get you, they change up fast. And eventually, you know, it leads to a man, instead of saying, man, screw it, I'm not going to sign divorce papers. Let me go find that chick across town or, you know, somewhere close where I'm at and, you know, give her my time and attention. And, you know, obviously what happens, you see that 13% of women file for divorce because they expect it. Because most dudes, I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, screw it. Let me just let you walk off, give your side, your, your signed papers, your pink slip, and keep moving. You know, men, you don't like the divorce. But, you know, I think in this century now, it's going to change. Let's keep going. Separate, all 4%. Men, 3%. Women, 4%. All in the United States from all races, 4%. Widows, all 6%. Men, 3%. Women don't die as much as men. Men still die more than women. Women, 8%. All. 6%. Never married. All. 50%. So if you know the correlation between 50% of men have children, that's black. The ones that don't have children, on average, are not the ones getting married. And it looks like this percentage actually confirms that. Men. 52%. Never married. Women. 48% 48% never married. That's almost half. And all, all races, 34% never married. And this is the Census Bureau of 2016. I mean, actually, American Community One Year Estimate. And once the 2020 census has concluded and they put the records and numbers, it's going to give a different projection going on 2021. It is also believed that a large percent of black men marry white women. This is often cited as one of the causes of lower marriage rates among black women. This, however, is only partially true. While black men marry white women at twice the rate than black women marry white men, in 2017, only 15% of black men were married to non-black women, which is up from 11% in 2010. About three-fifths of those non-black women were white. So there is evidence of an increase of black men marrying out of their racial demographics. As a matter of fact, the Pew Research Center released a report finding that 25% of black males newlyweds in 2013 married non-black women compared to 12% of black women who marry out. However, Asian women and Native American still have higher rates of interracial marriage. Black women were the least likely to marry non-black men at only 7% in 2017, and only 4% were married to white men. So it did not grow any. It actually stagnated. And the reason why most non-black men are not marrying our sisters is because most non-black men are actually very fluid, and they know they can't screw up the money by just now choosing a non-white mate and giving that little money to, to the black female, unfortunately. 
I mean, you look at, at the end of it, men do carry some form of resource. And, and most of the men that have access to not only our woman but any woman, and they still choose not to marry them, that's telling right there. And it goes back to my point about why you probably is why you're not been chosen. Um, usually women change up their behaviors towards the opposite sex, which is in their race, but still no result will vary them or give them any more success of them finding or getting married to that non-black man. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Okay, let's go down. Well, girl, can I ask you something? It says from 2020. Mm-hmm. Has the census ended yet? Because the, they're the, saying they, they're getting they, the black... They roll, in the, they roll in the new numbers in the beginning of the next new year. Right. So that means, right, but see, when I read something, it says numbers as, as the numbers of 2020. So the if, if I'm just saying, Gary, listen, if mm-hmm. any website saying that they have the black population for 2020, and this is they a lie. census year, and they the census has not ended yet, they it's lie. a misprint. There's a lot. Because they listen lie. to me. I'm researching this website, and I'm getting data. They're using 10,010s. Because what I do, I do a reverse, a reverse check on any sites, right? So I find mm-hmm. what you do is you go to look for the sites that goes back to blackdemographics.com. You, you find the sites that lead you back to them. So what you come to, you come to a library guide, and you have the census, and, 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 and black demographic is, is under this type of area. Every time I go to, uh, like, the young African, um, I'm sorry, young African American men in the United States, that statistics, it gives me 2006 numbers. When I click on the site above the black population, it gives me 2000. It says the black population 2010, 2010 census briefs. So what I'm saying is, guys, I don't know about that, but they should not have no accurate blueprint because the census is not over and plus it's been delayed. So when I read that on Twitter, I'm just saying what I read from Piyaki, they say numbers as of. 2020. So that's what I'm saying, guys. You got to be real thorough. Not saying that this is not a, a a legitimate site. Not saying that. What I'm saying is, if you say that you have the numbers, I'm not going to even repeat myself. If you say you have the numbers of 2020 and all the numbers haven't been counted for 2020, that's a contradiction. That's all I'm saying. Well, also, you got to understand this. Um, anytime somebody is putting out any data of any sort that is supposed to be accurate of the year we're in now is is a fraud automatically because you don't collect data within less than six months. It takes, on the average, a whole year to look over everything for at the end of the whole entire calendar year. And for them to sit there put that information out there, it's always to get click rate, clickbait, to get traffic onto their site. Because people are trying to look for the latest information. But, you know, the problem with our society is we, we, we get too overwhelmed with information, and we're not really checking the source. Now, a person that's an IT like yourself, you have certain tools to go check out any um, authenticity of certain sites anyway. And, you know, some people should learn some little technical stuff to look to how to weed out certain fake sites. I think it's very important because there's too much propaganda out here. 
and the games that's been put out. Yeah, because as he says it right here, guy, guy, he says, he says there were in 2020 39,265,380 blacks in the United States or various ethnic groups. Where did he get that shit from? Is that a misprint or that 2010? You see? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, man. I'm going to fall back, man, because they say I talk too yeah. much. I'm going to fall back, brother. Yeah, man. I, I don't trust every information I hear nowadays. Um, I question some things. Um, the only reason why I'm reading black demographics, I've been hearing about this site lately, and now that I know that this is developed and created by a brother from Texas, I don't know if he's from Houston or something, but, you know, I had to check the site for myself to see what, what he's put out here. I mean, he put out some somewhat general, similar information. And like I said, we as that people, we don't really have our own facilities. We don't have our own people bootstrapped in the thousands, really counteracting certain data that's being put out here between us and other race people in America. Because when they put things out in the black population, is always saying that we're the worst. We are, so even go as far as say we are 13 percent of the population, and we have not grown for 20, 30 years. And they put the blame on sisters. Say you killed too much black babies. That's why we stay stagnant. No, there is other works that keeps your numbers down. You you have to keep in mind murder is one of the things, not just black on black violence, but also white on black violence is another thing. And you know there are many things that's being put out here that they're not really talking about. Hell, they're not even talking about the missing black people every year, from the children to the people, men and, men and women. So we had to put in all those factors, but when we're not asking really the real source of why there's this percentage, now we have to be questioning now. Because you cannot stay 30% for 30 years. To remain at that percentage, you had to do a lot of killing. And last time I checked, black people on the average still give more births than deaths. It's those people that have a hard time repopulating. It's the ones that still killing and not replacement because they're not, they only have very little children. Hell, some of them not even have more than two kids. Unlike black people, most of them go beyond two kids. Some of them have four and even have five or six, whether they're poor or in a stable household. Um, I see somebody raise their hand. Let me check who this is. Hello? Hey, Gary. What's up? All right. Um, I'm, I'm, trying to figure out what, I'm trying to figure out what your, your topic is. I, I see this. You, you're throwing around a lot of statistics. Um, so I've been trying to figure out. Um, um, Facebook room? Because the, the show is streamed on Facebook. Okay. Well, I, from, from a, a, a statistics standpoint, what they don't normally do when it comes to statistics, and they always tend to flag with this thing with black men and white women and all that dumb stuff, but they, they never talk about the single black men with no children. Statistically, they, you know, there's a lot of single black men with no children. So they never talk about that, and they always give us the, 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 this ideal that, uh, that uh, uh, for some reason or another, that where's those black men at that are single with no children? You see, and that's something that they just don't do. They don't have that statistic. They don't even, as a matter of fact, they don't even have a real statistic 
of black women and white men and, and, and her marrying nine black women. I think that, that statistic is skewed, and I think they lie about that statistic a lot. You see, that statistic is, a, is, is also a false statistic because I said, well, damn, they, 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 to say that so black women... Go ahead. So you're saying that black women are marrying out more of non-black men, more than black men? Uh, no, it's what I'm saying that I'm saying they're marrying more. I'm not saying that they're marrying more than black men. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying, that statistic for black women marrying non-black men, I think that's the higher statistic than what they like to record. You see, and 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 I think that's a propaganda tool as well. They're always watching black men. For some reason, no. There are some people always watching black men and seeing what the hell well, black men are doing. Stuff. I think that's huh. Are, are you in a, are you in a, an area where you live at where you see a lot of black sisters marrying white men? I'm in an area where I see a lot of black single people. Period. Um, my city. If, I'm saying that for a reason. My city is predominantly in the city part. is predominantly black. So you're gonna find in my city, you're gonna find a lot of black people. Marrying black people, that's for the most part. So, so, so we don't have that problem. Say like, L.A., Seattle, Oregon, um, um, you know, some parts like that. Colorado have that has that you know has a lot of interracial dating. Um, San Francisco has a lot of interracial dating. Oakland now has a lot of you know dating. You know, and and. And and, and 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 like I said, that 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 these statistics you can't always go by because then they always give you the the broader statistic of eighty five percent of black men are married to black women. So that that to me doesn't make sense. If they constantly picking on black men about who he's marrying, but he said, well, then it's eighty five percent of black men that that married to black women. So what's the problem? You see, so I'm saying that. Well, that is, is, I'm say what I'm saying. Hold on, let me Go ahead. To be fair with you, and we're black now on this line. And each state is different where we reside. I'm gonna tell you personally, bro, that in regards to interracial problem with the black community, I'm be dead honest. This is not a problem with black people, and the reason why I'm saying it's not a problem is because since actual official integration. Black people went a different direction. And the direction they took is not only they have self-respect, but also how they view themselves relationship-wise, not sexual, but relationship-wise. Because already there was a, a sense of self-anger and hate towards each other. And it's shown throughout media to the point where they want to find themselves saying, you know, I'm hoping that I pick someone that's lesser or don't look or resemble me to hope to get something better out of the deal where I'm escaping something. But at the end of the day, you're not escaping nothing at all. Now, for the black men that chose to date out, they do that. We have no control of that, bro. And women that choose to date out, they're going to do that. We have no control of that. At the end of the day, most people, depending on where they are and where they reside, they're going to always copulate where they're close to demographically. If there's more black people in one area, most likely your chances of you going out, dating out, very less. Because it's what you try to seek and want. For a man to sit there and say, I want to 
have not only sex with non-black women, but I want to marry You have to go outside your community to get that. Same thing with the women. You have to go outside wherever community you reside where it's more of us than them. And to be honest with you, when they say 85%, I would have to agree, yeah, that that's actually factual. Because if we really were dating out the way we are, then 2053 would have been here now. It would not be waiting next almost 40 years. For them to project what Americans will look like in 2050, that tells you the way how they push in the program where they want to see less black people creating more black people. You have to fully indoctrinate the next ones that's going to be adults which are the ones that turn 20 now, at this decade now, and the ones that's going to be turning adult the next decade. Hell, some of the Gen Zs now are not even messing around with black women from what I'm here right now. And that's, those are the boys. So obviously with the women, they're going to fall suit eventually. You know what I'm saying? Some of them don't want to do that, but they're going to be forced to make a decision. And mind you, it's going to be hard for them because overall, most non-blacks are not marrying our sisters. And the reason that well, is not because well, 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 let me finish on the fish. The reason why they, they don't is because they want to keep the little wealth they have in their own community. That's the only reason. Because think about this, Joshua. What's stopping white men from really marrying our sisters? They've been having access to our sisters since the days we've been here in this country. What's stopping them? Nothing's stopping them. But there's something more to it. They only see our women. I'm being dead serious. And you listen to me, good brother, as concubines. Nothing more, nothing less. As an object. Just like these non black women, when they see a brother, if he doesn't have nothing really attached to them, they only see them as a fucking object. And you know I can prove this? Look at those rallies. You know what I'm saying? They seem like dildos walking around with sex toys. That's what they view your nigga as, black man. So what are you about to say? No, no, I, I was going to say, you know, um, like, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not buying, see, see I'm, I'm not buying the issue that non-black men are, are not marrying black women. That that issue I don't buy because I, I, I see, when I lived in Los Angeles, Pasadena, I saw non-black women, I mean, non-black men with black women. So unless someone is lying, see, this is my point. Unless someone is not truly going out and getting these statistics like they're really supposed to, or, they, or is, is it just a, a propaganda machine again? See, I, I think statistics are just statistics. And I think a lot of times statistics, sometimes they, they skew statistics to push a narrative, you see. So, so, so when, when you're saying that non-black men are not marrying black women, I, see, this is why I don't believe that. I see non-black men marrying black women, okay? I see non-black men. Matter of fact, white men do more interracial dating than any other man on the planet. To tell you the truth, he doesn't. He does it more. Why he does it? Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm I'm open the line. Yeah. Yeah. So he he does it because he has the economic means to do it. Black men don't have the economic means to do what what they're saying. Statistically, black men are out here marrying all these women. These non-black women—that's crazy. I don't believe that. You see, so so he so 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 like you said, unless a black man is economically sound and equipped 
that's the time when he becomes the, a prize for uh, uh, the nine black women, which is really is hypocritical. Because truthfully, from my perception, some of them don't, don't even love him. They just like him because he has money. So, so that, but that's, a, that, that's another subject within itself. But my point is that, again, um, I don't buy a lot of statistics because I don't b- believe that they truly go out and get these statistics properly. I think they pick and choose. What they like? It's like the the the, 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 the Chinese, It's like the Japanese guy that made a statistic that black women are the less desirable. That's bullshit. She's probably the most desirable statistically. Now he pushed that narrative because that's the narrative he wanted to push. But I thought that was definitely well. That's not true because there are a lot of non-black men who want black women. So that's a, that, I think that's a, again they push ner- statistics to push a narrative. That that's well, what we, I'm getting to. Um, well, I'm, 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 I'm finished. Wait, 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 and you see this. And like I said, I read Black Democrats, and right now black people, they went from 5% to 8%. Not a really big population in Los Angeles. But the point is this, and I'm saying this, and I want you to understand this, brother. The European man or non-black man that sit there mess with interracial more because that is the fruit of war, the booty. He right now is in a so-called position of power right now still. So any position of power, he's going to mess and flunk with all women because he is what we call the standard of what they call God. That's why if you look at most people, when they you ask what's the image of God, you ask the average black person, they'll tell you it's that Jesus Christ. And what's the image? White. They don't talk about no black Jesus, but they talk about that white image. So if you are in, infect your mind to tell you who is the Lord and ruler, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to find and to attain that God any way possible. So if they take on a non-black man, which mostly is probably the dorky one, they'll take him instead of taking a regular black man that went for the same thing and might be dorky. He will not be chosen, but the white man that's dorky will be chosen because he is somewhat of a status to our sisters if they decide to, you know, pursue it and he goes out and marry them. Which most likely, if you, those ones that's married, maybe they will marry them, most likely. But the average caucasoid, no, he's not going to marry our sister in numbers because he knows the power of holding the wealth in the community. And talking to another race of culture and just giving the ring and giving his resource to him, that's not feasible in, if they're trying to attain a sense of power. Yes, they benefit from interracialism because they run this country, but in regards to keep sharing wealth and stuff, it's not beneficial long term. So... Don't try to go by believe what you see and think that black women are marrying them and black men not because he's not in a poverty. There are black men right now that are doing pretty well financially, and they, if they choose it, will marry a non-black woman and have no problem. Even the ones that look fat and obese, they will take it because they're trophy white for a lot of black men. They're not getting the best of the best of their community, you know? But this is how we're thinking as quickly as a whole. It's better to have one white person that, it's subpar, but it's better to have that than being around and marrying 
within your own community. Because it's not only the status, but it's that will raise their standard of them in society, how society should look at them if they're in the interracial couple. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna leave it at that. Now, big to see you there. I'm gonna yeah. open one more line. I'm gonna I'm gonna call tonight. What's your What's on your mind, bro? Um, so I I, I started listening about 20 minutes ago. All right, so you got to sit back because we said a lot right now. I'm not, not gonna go back to what I said. To be fair, big O C, because I'm already past the time. Just to keep it reasonable, though. You know, I'm not gonna give a summary. Is that cool? Say it again. I'm not gonna give a summary. What if you just been listening for the last 20 minutes? There's a lot said. Yeah, that's cool. That's no, no, cool. no. The, the subject of the show is actually titled "The Five Reasons Why You Haven't Been Chosen." That I already talked about that early on to the show. Anything after that is something else I talk opposite to the subject at hand. Okay. So, yeah. And you said um, you said the five reasons you haven't been chose. Yeah. Oh, okay. You mean like but, for men, women choosing men? No, no. For, 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 for why women not being chosen for marriage and all. Oh, okay. But, oh damn! Somebody okay. dropped off the line. Damn it. Okay, I got it. I got okay, it. Well, um, Greg. So, uh, I'll uh, see you online. Call back, Greg, because I'm going to end the show. So if you have a question, Greg, please call now. Um, but, hey, hey, Gary, can I say something no, else? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, let me open the phone. I'm going to let you say one more thing. I don't know who this is. All right. Greg, what's good? Hey, what's up, man? Okay. Uh, see right there. Let me let, let Joshua say one more thing. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah, I just want to say this right quick. Um, you just stated that 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 you know you were saying that this on the average that the average Caucasian is not marrying black. No, the average Caucasian can marry a, a, a black woman. That's the point. The, the average Caucasian white dude he can get a black woman. That's that, that, that's no question. The, yeah, they don't tell him. Hold on. Right, right. Yeah, so I'm yeah. saying they don't tell him that he he has to be a a alpha male or none, none of that shit. They don't tell him he got to have swag or none of that shit. He no, can be the the, the, the average. Hold on. Hold on. Let me tell you. He can be the average, everyday white guy who works every day. And believe me, he, and believe me, bro, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm, I, I'm not mad at it, but I'm a point. I'm, I'm just telling you what I see. You mm-hmm. see? And, and you know, and if, if that's what they choose, that's what they choose. But I'm just saying that we got to get out this frame of mind that that the average Caucasian white male he can get a he can get a black woman just like that because mm-hmm. because like you just stated it's fixed for him to do that that's what you just stated that yourself it's fixed for him to do that you know it doesn't matter what white dudes do if you turn on the TV they always show him as what he's noble he's a father he's this. And the day we showed the white dude being a serial killer all day, he was still because it's been, it's been ingrained in women so much that he's noble that he would still be able to get any woman he wants. Because that's how yeah, it's set up. Yeah. It's not just that, but also men look at the same cocksaw as a superior being as well. And how I can prove this? Because when we have to really do things to accomplish what men, push black men as a collective, we don't because we don't see that if we try to do some outside discomfort or outside his, how he structured his system for his self-preservation, the fear that black men have is that he will destroy it. 
And that's why you see a lot of them, nor they don't say it, but in grade subconsciously, they feel they can't do anything or progress anything further as a man in regards oh. to actual power because they feel another entity like the coxoid because they always, you hear the same stories. You remember what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma? They did this and destroyed it. That put fear into many generations of black men in this country. You know what I'm saying? So anyone... Well, you know, and I, go for it. I, I don't... Go for it. I don't think that black men fear white men. Let me say it. Listen. Even when one of them will say, said, Let, uh, let's start a league of our own. And it's not what Kyrie Irving said that was offensive. It's a problematic to black people as well. White people are going to say something because they say, why do you want to go? Don't you like playing for us? It's a bit because they want to be comfortable to be a servant. Because thinking outside that I want some of myself for my clip separate from you is a problem. That's why we don't have these conversations. And not only having the conversation just to entertain it, but really what action, what will you going to take to make us react? That's where you hear Chris. Can I speak on that? So I don't want to entertain these conversations moving forward. Hold on, let me finish. So I'm being honest from so I'm speaking from Batman, that it sounds good, but the average Negro oh, don't want to hear this conversation. To be honest. Now, who's that speaking? I want to Go ahead, O.C. I think, I, I think o. Greg O.C. Yeah, yeah. Greg O.C., but I did not want to speak on a car. Let Greg say, I open his line. What's Greg? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? How you doing, Greg? Happy Father's Day. Baby Father's Day. Yeah. Baby Daddy's Day. How you guys doing? Greg, don't start that, boy. I told you. I told you. Don't start. Don't start. No, I just said Happy Father's Day, man. How y'all done? Look, baby, well, daddy. Wow. Well, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, Happy Father's Day. All right, I don't, feel, I don't know if you guys are fathers, but Happy Father's happy Day. Happy Father's Day to you too, Greg. Okay, how you guys doing, man? Beautiful day. Uh, so with the topics about why brothers aren't getting chosen, is, is that it, or what? Something too along those lines, or is that it? No, that's not a topic, and I'm not going to. What's on your mind, Greg? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Let's uh, work on some brotherhood tonight, man. I mean, uh, let's not be uh, at each other's throat all the time. Why, why can't we have some co- camaraderie tonight? So can we do that? We do that we every night. We can have some camaraderie yeah. tonight. But um, okay. yeah. I say to support, support all black fathers, no matter if you're with the woman or not, support them and encourage them to try to do better. Because it's hard for a black man down here to raise their family. So, um, hard for everybody, bro. Hard, it's hard for everybody to raise their family. No, just, not just right. Yeah, I know. Especially no. for the black male, when you're living in a society where the your counterpart is the white male, and uh, yeah. you know he, he dictates a whole lot of stuff. So it, it's tough. It's tough. It's it, it, it's tough when you look at the history. You fought in every war, and your grandchildren still being shitted on. It, it's tough. It's tough out here for us. So oh no, man. I mean, I, I, I have a question. It's man. more what, what? tougher for the average well, black person than the yeah, average white no. male. It's, it's more tougher. Yeah, it is. It is. But I had a question. When you wake up and you look at the mirror, I mean, what do you see? Do you see a black man or do you see yourself? Well, me, I see a black African. First of all, I see a handsome young man. But if you're talking about <laughs> politically in this society, when I I'm actually, it's home, a simple question, bro. I, when I look in the mirror, I just see myself. Do you see a black man no, you or? Don't. I do. No, I, do. I do. I do. I do. I just see myself. Man. Yeah. Hopefully, but Greg, the, the, the only problem is the only problem is everybody else gets to define you in this in this country. You know what I'm saying? The other 
the other has defined you already. So, so but you when know you what, walk man? out your door, when you yeah. walk out your door, right. everybody else see you how you've been defined by everybody else. Well, Greg, you know what, I just want to ask you, if you're standing yeah. in a mirror next to a white person, like like, like if you're in a uh, a suit store, and so happily yeah. you're on this guy, who do you see yourself as a, just a person, or do you see him as a white man and you're a black man? How do you see I that? Just, I just I see him uh, I see him as a white guy, but I, I kind of just see myself as myself. And hold on, man, there's something else you said that's kind of interesting. I'm not defeated when I leave my house when I go out in the world I actually think being black is a is a is a is a is a is a, is a plus it's a positive I actually believe that I, I know you guys don't but I actually like being black I think I have an advantage over other races of men by, by being a black man and I use it to my advantage uh, as a black man and I don't feel beat down when I'm around white men or nothing I don't feel intimidated by them I don't I don't feel anything. I tell you what, I do. do I sometimes. don't think anybody feels intimidated by him, Greg. The thing is, is yeah, they're, they're, the, the, the thing is, is they could, they got control in in in, a, in a, any particular situation. They're gonna be looked to first before your black ass. I understand that. That's true. And there ain't nothing I mean, you can do about that. Well, well, there is. I mean, I've already gone on this before. White supremacy can be sidestepped, but I don't want to go into that again. But I think, you know, listen up, man. I'll be brief. Uh, I think you can use racism and discrimination to your advantage as a black man if you know how to play the game and if you know how to keep your mouth shut. You can use it to your advantage. I've been using an advantage my whole life, uh, but you have to keep your mouth shut. You know, when did you learn those advantages, though, Greg? Like, at what uh, age did you find yourself starting to, like, say, okay, I know this is racism, so this is how I'm going to start playing this game? When did you begin to do that? I learned about racism when I, went, when I first went to school, <laughs> elementary, when I was around the white boys, white kids, you know, the playground, that's where it all starts. But, uh, yeah, as, but, as, but those are as an adult, at first, right? yeah. Well, but I'm saying when, the teachers when, were when, cold. When, do you, when, when do you feel like you're taking advantage, you know, of the situation or you have control based on your race? Mm-hmm. I guess I'm looking for an example. Well, okay, okay. I, I, okay, the reason why is because inherently white people think most of them think that we're uh, intellectually inferior to them, that we're not as smart as they are. Most white people, you know, believe that. They do. Uh, Instinctively, they, they, they actually do. Now, you can use that to your advantage because when they think you're dumber than they are, they let their guard down when they don't think you're bright as a black man. And you know you're smarter than them, you may be. So you have an advantage over them. And I use that even as an electrician when I, when I, when I joined the apprenticeship program. They probably didn't think I was, you know, just you know, just some average nigga that ain't gonna make it, you know, wash out three months. But they didn't know that I had background in electronics from the military, and I was studying at night too. And when I when I didn't, I didn't play dumb, but I didn't let them know how smart I was. I just didn't let them in my head. So when when you get white people, you don't when when you don't let them know how smart you are, they let their guard down and they start telling you things. They start showing you shit because they, they don't think you can learn it anyway. And I use it in my advantage, and I use it in business. They don't think they're that smart. Use it to your advantage, man. Just don't play dumb. But you can you can beat these white boys. They're not that. They're not ten feet tall, now. You know they they are. You can you can you can defeat them. But you have to use it. You have to use uh, their insecurities to your advantage. I I even use it towards women. I remember I used to approach women, and you know you like these high fluting women, 
and you know you approach him and they say, "Fuck, fuck out here, nigga! You ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't, get, get, you, ain't, you, ain't you ain't coming out me." But I would always kind of, you know, get them. They didn't, they didn't take me seriously a lot of times, man. And and you can use that to your advantage. Even the prettiest one, man, eight to nine, to go up to them, start talking to them. They don't take you seriously anyway. What the fuck you got to lose? Just, just come at them, man. With some straight, you know, work on your mouth case, man. And come so, at them. Greg, so yeah, go ahead. Thirty and forty. Yeah. The 20s, 30s, yeah. and 40s, you would have got yourself killed. That's what you said. But, no, but, look, but, look, look, man. Well, hold on. Hold on. See, 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 my father, <laughs> my, my father grew up in Georgia. He was a, my father was a son of a sharecropper in Georgia. Okay? He grew nigga, up, everybody, he grew up, nigga, father or grandfather was a son of a sharecropper. Nigga, that ain't, well, you know, you know, you know what? Got he, that he, my father got out of there. He moved us up to, 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 to New Jersey, New York, and then out to California later on, and he did that with the 8th grade education, man. I, I think he finished 8th grade, 7th, 8th grade, and he, he just... Did he work he, with his hand? Yeah, my father was a steel worker. And, yeah, uh, there you go, I, man. Shit, that was possible back then, man. But, but, it was possible. But, my my but, granddaddy but, didn't get out of third grade. That nigga had bread. Yeah, but my father was he was good at business too and buying properties and hustling. I mean, he had, he had, he had, he was, he had, he had a lot of street smarts and a lot of lot of innate intelligence, man, my father. He knew how to deal with them white boys, man. He'd come at them straight. I remember they would come to the house. Remember when they used to sell cable TV? They used to uh, come to your door and try to sell you cable. Remember now? You guys remember? You don't remember that. But they used to sell it door-to-door, cable TV. My pop and insurance and shit like that. My pop would make them off fucking white boys. He'd do business on the porch. He wouldn't even let him in the house. I remember that. It's like, damn, pop on you. I mean, he was like fucking an asshole with him. He would just make the motherfuckers do business on the porch outside. You know, he didn't give a fuck, man. And I just got a lot of that shit from him. These white boys ain't that goddamn formidable, man. Right now, these white boys are scared, man. They see all these uprisings. These, these, these crackers, some of them are worried about this shit a little bit, man. There might be some serious civil disobedience. Now, well, may I make an observation? May, may I make a quick, quick observation, O.C.? Well, you're going to benefit. Like you said, you got to take advantage. Yeah. You see all of these quote-unquote street nigga shit fighting for their rights for police brutality. Any laws that are being passed as far as making sure blacks get contracts now, making sure they improve these black brothers, people like you who didn't march and people like you who criticize these guys, you're going to benefit. See, Greg, see, you, you, I'm, I'm saying, I'm just hypothetically speaking, if they make a bill and we fight, you, you hold on, in a contracting business, you're going to benefit. Only thing I'm saying is, regardless, the nigga... Them hoodlums, them niggas, this, this is a street movement. It, it, it's going to benefit everybody. And, and I don't give a fuck what you say, just admit it. So what I'm saying oh, yeah. is, well, encourage all that. In this fight, encourage people, whether you know live in the same zip code or not, they're yeah. still black. You people say that what the niggas do in their zip code are going to affect y'all sons. I don't know how. But I've been hearing a lot of people in gated communities, black people in gated communities, they're still getting... Uh, discriminated against about white folk, right? But what I'm saying is, yeah. don't sit up on, online and say these niggas don't know what they're doing. At this time, uh-huh. if you don't, right, but at this time, if they don't know what they're doing, they're getting, this cops getting locked up, cameras on cops, they've been passing laws, which people like you've been doing for the black community. I know you've been working, but far as legislative-wise, to, 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 to impact the whole, you haven't been doing nothing because you're good. Because no, you say the, you say the government don't need to do nothing more for blacks, but I'll fall back. But you're gonna benefit. Oh, well, you well, just well, wait well, for all the bills to be well, passed, and you're gonna reap. 
Well, for one thing, they already have a 3% set aside for minorities and women in business. 3% ain't right. shit. We, some, we, we want something 15% equal to the black population okay. in this country. Right, 3% right. ain't okay. shit. So let me answer the question. You already have a 3% set aside for minorities. That's already on the books. They already have all kinds of laws on the books, civil rights struggles. Um, this is a, we already passed like three, I don't know if you knew this, but there was like three other civil rights bills before 64. There was one Eisenhower passed and one passed in 1800s, okay? This is, we're on our third Why one. didn't those bills help us? The 64 well, bill. I'll tell why you didn't why. it help us? Um, I'll tell guys, you why. Guys, hold on. Yeah. If we are continue, let me open another line. Let me see what this is. Um, is that you, Jay? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess they must have muted me, but I was going to say something, but y'all could continue. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll jump in okay. here in one more minute. Look, 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 man, uh, look. Look, Frank Zappa had a quote. I don't know if you know her about Frank Zappa. He said, America is a nation of laws that are randomly enforced. Okay, the problem isn't the laws. It's just America doesn't enforce their laws that they pass. That's where I'm coming at. So I don't... I don't take the laws. I take it with a grain of salt, bro. You know, it's just paper to white folks, man. They we got all kind of laws. They they don't they don't they don't they don't enforce the fucking laws. Real quick, okay, That's right. Problem, well, okay? right. I told a coon. Such a, listen, I, I told a coon that I believe in coon. He's in the alcohol beverage. I'm gonna say this is how a policy can change the environment of our society. When prohibition ended, that person now who's making money in the liquor business. That's feeding their family. That policy makes people have good income and good family. He's a family man. So don't say that the government can't make a policy to change the atmosphere and the movement in its society to put people work and open up new industries. That's why we have regulations. What I'm saying, you use the 64 bill. 65, they allowed immigrants to come over here and take jobs from black people when they fought for the 60, uh, 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 64 bill. Every single time, yeah, uh, Greg, every single time a bill was for us, other people benefit because white people really don't want black African Americans, the racist, not, not all, but some, the racist, because guess what? Their grandfathers killed themselves over us. That's their mentality, Greg. The white supremacists don't want, listen, they'd rather work around an immigrant, they'd rather work around an African, but a real natural black African descendant from those slaves in the Civil War, they don't want to do nothing for us. Okay. Not okay. all, but some. Okay. And that okay. is the secret, brother. That's okay. the secret. Well, the reason why the, the 64, 64 Bill Civil Rights Bill, the reason why they had to add women to white women to it is because they couldn't get it to pass through the, through the southern states. So they had to add white women to the Civil Rights Bill to get the, the white southerners and crackers down south to vote for the Civil Rights Bill. That's why they had to do that. Okay. That's all the white men went home and told all the white women, and at the end of the day, they're the ones that benefit from most of this shit. They did. They did. They did. They knew how to get to everything that was available because the white right. man passed it, and he went and told them, this is where you need to go, sweetheart. That's right. And he added his white women also the 3% set-asides. A lot of companies that have white women uh, as owners and their husbands are, are been really the real owners. It's it's all a game, bro. You got you got to know the game how to beat them. I mean, look, man, look, these white boys are not going to give up their economic uh, um, strength over all the races uh, willingly. You have to take it by force from these motherfuckers. The only thing the white man understands is force. That's it. That's the only thing the mother. I mean, the Asian understand. Asian man understands that. That's why these white boys don't fuck with them Asians because he got his ass kicked in Vietnam. Yeah, well, the Asians is okay. is buying them out. 
So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I would say this, yeah. and, and just into what you're talking about, I think there there's a, a sense of 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 des, uh, desperate desperacy. Um, excuse me, they know where. You know, um, yeah, desperation, right? And then yeah. you have a uh, a uh, uh, paranoia. Why? Because you see people empowering them despite all the hurdles and all the obstacles. But again, uh, um, th- this wall is, is is thick, it's tall, and it's got to be broken into. And once you're breaking in, you got somebody else putting the wall behind that. So understand that, yes, you got to try to go over the wall, through the wall, under the wall, Greg. But it's hard when they put it. Shit under the wall, on top of the wall, and then when you break through that wall, there's another wall, and then there's another wall. So, again, yes, there will be some that break through, and eventually things will change, but it's a fight, brother. I'm just saying it's different from everybody else. And, yeah, there was a lot of handouts. I I do agree that that the United States should have took back and reflect and say, damn, you know what, we got to do this. And I'm pretty sure they did. But they said, like, like what all facts are saying is that, man, we don't want to empower these black people because, and, and not only a, 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 of the past of the situation, but I think the paranoia and the, the, this whole supremacy mindset of I can't see nobody black over me. You know, uh, um, and, 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 and the threat of, of, edu- of being educated and empowering yourself. Look, Jay, Jay, real quick, real quick. You know, everybody always brings up the Asians. Oh, the Asians don't vote. The Asians don't do this. They do that. They're just concerned with this. Man, if we all can think back, we remember Remember when your corner store was always the Asian man? Right, the vegetable store. And, That's and, right. then, and, then, and then somehow that shit flipped to the Arab man, and the Asian man went to the suburbs and started owning the sunglass spots, the, the optometrist spots, the, the flower spots out there in the suburbs. Yeah. That, that, that the white man he's gone out in the suburbs. So it's it's even in our neighborhood, it, it seemed like damn, did, did, did we not know that business was for sale? Because it seemed like all those businesses changed hands. The stereo shop used to be the Asian dude. Then all of a sudden, it's the Arab dude. And it's like yeah, man, it just changed hands we, like under niggas' noses and shit. We saw yeah, all those things just flip. We yeah, we, we didn't get, we didn't, we didn't, yeah, but a lot of times, too, we didn't get the memo. Again, when we're talking about uh, uh, these Asian groups, these Arab groups, we're talking about special uh, 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 programs that they're doing for whatever reason, and then you got to also, not, let's not forget that some of these motherfuckers come here with money, or, or maybe not the ones that are working, like these Chinese restaurants that you see all over America, whether it's in the hood or the suburbs, that's uh-huh. a mafia type of situation. So, um, but at the same time, those people are able to do whatever they do, and they get the special privileges because they have backing from them. So I'm just saying that, that America always looks for opportunity on how they could benefit off of you, and, and, and again, they don't want the people, the original people from here to, to prosper because I, I think it's, it's, it's a lot of different uh, uh, dynamics to it, but a lot, of course, racism, but, you know, this whole uh, egotistical thing, seeing them, somebody above you and you being uh, 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 looked at as an average person, you know. They want this, uh, uh, if you want to say this whole uh, uh, persona of the, you know, the most smartest, uh, uh, superior when at the end of the day, it's really not like that if you even out the score. I'm just but saying. all facts, look, man, there's a brother in L.A. 
brother, he opened up a Mexican restaurant in L.A. There's a, there's a black girl, sister opened up a Chinese restaurant in L.A. I mean, that's being creative to me. Why can't you open up a fucking Chinese restaurant in the hood? No, that's 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 cool, but you gotta also see what 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 was the process? What was the process of her even able to do that? And what was you know how did that that come about? Because it's easy to say, well, such and such got this. Find out how that went about, and then again, if we could if we could reduplicate that, and because everybody's not gonna do that, but for those that are interested in that field and they could learn and get some type of blueprint, people will follow up on shit. Don't what think that it's about, people man? don't want to do it. Look, man, go to the fucking library. Go uh, take some business classes. It's easy. Look, here's how I did it. I'll tell you, it's pretty easy, man. Uh, 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 do you remember Amos Famous Cookies? Remember them cookies you used to have? <laughs> we were talking heart. about him. He got jerked, bro. Come but on, you know man. what? Hey, do you know how he got his recipe? He said he got it on a fucking cookbook. Okay, that's how he got it. All right. Now look. Here's, here's how I did. It. It's simple. I, I, I fucking joined apprenticeship, journeyed out for five years. Wait, wait, wait cookies, about? Famous Amos. He got him out of the cookbook. That's what he did. That's it. Oh, I mean, Famous, famous, famous Amos Small Cookies? Okay. Yeah, he got the cookbook. Cookbook. That's where he got the recipe. It ain't brain surgery, bro. Uh, I just journeyed out. Got, uh, see, here's a problem a lot of black men don't want to do. You have to master the field that you want to enter in. And a lot of brothers open business, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. You got to master your trade. Know what the fuck it is. No business. Go to school. Learn. I, I don't have a college degree. I took classes. Whatever. Learn your fucking trade for one thing. Be competent in what the fuck you're trying to do. Take business classes and open up. Save money. You probably don't need six months or a year worth of, of mortgage or rent money. you got to save that up. you got to have some money on fall back on. And, and fucking go for it. And, and one more question, all facts. How come we're not killing it on the Internet? Okay? That's neutral. They don't know. How come we aren't killing this black man on the Internet? Because no one knows what fucking color you are on the internet. How can we aren't? How come brothers aren't like Jeff Bezos and these other Zuckerberg, the other white boys? How can we aren't killing the internet, which is neutral? Answer me that one, off facts. Huh? Hmm? Yeah, you don't have an answer for that shit. Yeah, that's what I say. Oh, hold on, hold on. Listen, listen. The 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 what? internet is not neutral. First of all, listen. Everything now is about having money so if you want to make a, a, a impact on the internet you better have some money because the way internet is starting to be controlled and we spoke about this several years ago that now is more control like television and other uh, mediums now you can say that and and maybe we say a lot of us miss the wave if you want to say when it first started and but a lot of these things weren't in place and then you talk about a brother like blackplanet.com that was way ahead of his time then people emulate that whole uh, a system and they are successful why because they have the resources to do that yeah a black brother that started when there was nobody doing this shit ahead of his time put a nice coding situation together uh, uh, you know made it popular and then here comes these other uh, uh, mediums take them out because they have more investment they have uh, uh, investors they They have uh, influence I mean there's a lot of dynamics to this bro it's not just cut and dry I'm just saying yeah, but you know right. what, man? There are, there now, are some now, let me say this. Greg, Greg, so far back. Now, what Jay said, I don't know if that was Jay that was talking, that was a very good point you brought up, that there are many black men and women before, around early 2000s came up with these applications, and it took and went through its course. And when a non-black created something, was not really too innovative, doesn't look no different, but because he created it took off because he has the corporate backing. See, the black man at the end of the day 
for the sake of argument, we have to fly. I mean, we have to walk while our non-black counterpart have to fly. And not only that, the problem with the community is we don't support each other enough to make certain projects that our existence flourish because it's going to take revenue. And I'm be honest with you, brother. You know, even with the black, I don't know if it's, um, what what other black spot, all these other outlets, they could have gone farther. But the problem is they don't got the financial backup to make it a reality. So, like I said, other outlets will not support your cause if it's going to overrun and compete with other outlets. It's going to take an actual group collective effort to actually compete, and that's going to require finance, money from other from in your community besides outside your community. If you get outside your community, even great, but most likely when if they know it's just you building this for and it's you controlling it, they're going to find ways to make it hard if you flourish on the average. And how about you when know? you invent something? The whole purpose of capitalism, and especially in this society, is to take out any form of opposing competition. Mm. And I'll be honest with y'all, brother. This pandemic took out a lot of businesses, while other ones are already protected by the government. You get me? Good so point. You, no matter what you do, you go out to support, regardless. You know, because no, no actual plan is going to support you if you're going to be compared with the bigger corporations that taxes them because they're they incorporate thousands of people. So you're going to do more as a person. Either if you start small trying to get to become bigger, you need the backing of not only outside folks, but within your own community. There's how about no way bankers? What about banking when you talk about getting a loan and how much you have to have as far as credit? And then if you don't have credit, somebody that has to co-sign for you. There's a lot of dynamics, brother. Again, and, and I say, with, with, you know, there, it's not that it can't be done. It's just a lot of barriers. And when you start something, again, if I'm over here putting out a product and then somebody else hires my people and says, well, I'm going to pay you more or I'm going to be able to, you know, get the inside dope, a lot of those blueprints were stolen. A lot of information and technology and, and, and things over the years. This is before technology with the Internet. Just do your research on how many yeah. ideas was taken and people built companies and then they get thrown out, uh, 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 you know, and blackboard where they can't go to other uh, uh, corporations and tr- retry their, their, their business. I'm not saying that's yeah. all cases. I'm saying that's a lot of cases that happen because if that wasn't yeah, the case, they, we would be in a different situation right now. Yeah, what you say, hey, um, Jay? Can I say something real quick? Hold on, hold on, Yasuo. Hold on, Yasuo. What you saying, Jay? Is my my thing is is I know and I understand that the black dude don't get the same deal as everybody else. And if he ain't dealing with his own, he just ain't gonna get that same. He ain't gonna get it for the same price. There's all there, there's a price, and then there's another fucking price. And 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 I see that a lot. Right. I, I used to have a clothing line. And I used to fuck with the Asian dude getting my shirts and shit. But I understood that there were other Asian motherfuckers getting the shirts at 30% cheaper than I was getting the fucking shirts. And I was buying the same amount of shit. So it's one thing. Hey, Greg, I have a request, Greg. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Big OC. I did cut you off. Go ahead, man. I'm good. I have a request, Greg. Let me say this right quick. I I was trying to say something. Okay, go ahead. No, no, I, I just wanted to say that I, I, I heard something earlier that, you know, that, that here's the narrative. That, that we got to stop saying this narrative that black men fear white men. That's bullshit. Black men don't fear nothing but himself, okay, and that's been his problem. But my point is that the, the, the 
the only thing that keeps white males afloat is the fact that they have the resources to do what they need to go out there and do. They don't have nobody holding them up. They don't have, you know, people fighting them, you know, for getting loans and up like that. The only and and they then let's talk about the white males that have uh, generational wealth from families. So they, so so they they can go out and 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 do these things because of their whiteness, and, and, and not because they're smaller, not because they're, they're, they're more superior, because that, that's far from the truth right there. So I, I think that we have to stop saying that the, 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 the inadequacies of black males come from the fact that he's in a system that he, uh, where, where he's doing, it's like someone, somebody said, while we walking, they, they flying, and I said the same thing. He, they have 200 years of, 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 of building over us, Make it, of uh, 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 being advanced. Uh, Make so, so, right. And so, yeah, so does so anybody's grandparent on the line have a college degree? No, 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 Right, right, exactly. Right, and plus they got a head start because when you have slaves doing the hard work, you have plenty of time to look at the world and study it and become geniuses when you got slaves working for you. Right, and, 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 and let me say this, just so talking back out off. Let me say this, let me back, okay, back out. And, 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 and just another thing, too, I was, I, I was going to uh, state is that uh, uh, black men can do business with white men. Easily, but the the question is when black men step into to that arena and they do business with white men and they're better than white men at what they do. That's the, a, 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 a a a a war because now the white guy says shit. This motherfucker right here, he all doing what we doing. So so and then what they want from black men and that particularly black males, they want them to be enmeshed in their white world. They don't want brothers to come back in, in the community and say, hey, let's do this. I can do this. You know, I, I, I got to know how to do, do this, et cetera. So this is a, you know, the, the dynamic that, that tends to happen with, 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 with black males. So, um, um, so I think that's what we got to, uh, we got to keep this in mind too as well. Go ahead, Orphak. No, real quick. And, Yashua, imagine black males are jealous of each other. Imagine the racial jealousy. Imagine just because yeah. alpha on male, but imagine the the dominant male in the society. He's not going to want that other person to come up. But I got a request, right. and this goes with guys. I got a request, real quick, guy. I'm just going to play this clip. Gigi wants a request, and she says she wants me to play this for Greg. It's about monopoly, and this goes on what we're talking about, how to gain. So just listen, guys.
So for 400 rounds of Monopoly, you don't get to play at all. Not only do you not get to play, you have to play on the behalf of the person that you're playing against. You have to play and make money and earn wealth for them, and then you have to turn it over to them. So then for 50 years, you finally get a little bit and you're allowed to play, and every time that they don't like the way that you're playing or that you're catching up or that you're doing something to be self-sufficient, they burn your game. They burn your car. They burn your monopoly money. And then, finally, at the release and the onset of that, they allow you to play, and they say, okay, now you catch up. Now, at this point, the only way you're going to catch up in the game is if the person shares the wealth, correct? But every time you share the wealth, then there's psychological warfare against you to say, oh, you're an equal opportunity higher. So if I play 400 rounds of Monopoly with you, and I have to play and give you every dime that I made, and then for 50 years, Every time that I played, I, and you didn't like what I did, you got to burn it like they did in Tulsa and like they did in Rosewood. How can you win? How can you win? You can't win. The game is fixed. So when they say, why do you burn down the community? Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. There is, Trevor Noah said it so beautifully last night. There's a social contract that we all have, that if you feel or if I feel, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the fuck do I give a shit about burning the fucking football hall of fame, about burning a fucking target? You broke the contract. When you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck, you broke the contract for 400 years, we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own, on our bootstraps in Tulsa, and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood, and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground, and it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. Hello? Yeah, I heard it. I heard yeah, that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we didn't heard that. We didn't heard the I've rendition heard that. of my, that my for the last, uh, for my whole life. You know, we, we didn't heard that rendition. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's just, you know, if it's rigged, then it's rigged. And, you know, just like some, some people say we should do this, we should do that. But really, if it go like she said, none of it fucking matters, you know. I guess it'll be all right for Greg and you know for no, onesies, no. twosies, but for the whole, for the masses, it's fucked up. Can you? And that's what you fight for. That's why the cones and the nigger need to stop fighting, Greg. That's why I'm saying at this time, it should nobody should be shit. You should be encouraging, and you should educate brothers, encourage and educate all this baby mama, daddy. We got home. we don't need that shit right now. We need to encourage fathers to get in your goddamn children's life and get a fucking job and get off them streets and work it and encourage the government, give them black niggas 
good paying jobs and see what that did. That's all I'm saying. Of course we already heard what she said. I'm done after this. Of course we already heard, but the problem still exists as a pool. Not the hostage diddies on this phone. Not my bank account, because guess what? I had to go to war or join to get my kids shit. So I really, I, I really could be like, I don't give a fuck. But I know that where I come from, and I know why people are the way they are. And they need help, y'all. They need help. Our people need help. And Greg, for you, you are in a sticky situation than a dumb nigga because you smart. You got the education. We depend on you to come and help these niggas out because we can't depend on the white folks. Y'all, y'all coons, y'all got pressure on you. Y'all got y'all shit together. Y'all supposed to build it up. Not saying you got to live around the niggas. But don't down them. Don't down them. That's all I'm saying, brother. You know what, A2, you know what, and, 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 and partly, you know, their philosophy was this in 1789 that, that their philosophy historically, and I keep, you know, this is why it's important that we understand historical context right here in American history. The fact that their, their thought process was that a Negro man it could never rule over a white man. They wrote that in the newspaper. They need to write that stuff in the newspaper. So that, that's their philosophy, and that's been their philosophy for, since the disinception. See, so so it, it, one thing that scared the hell out of them that is when they seen slaves come out of slavery, Africans come out of slavery and start building shit and start doing well and start being congressmen and et cetera and all this stuff like that, that fucked them up mentally. What the fuck? What the fuck are we dealing with? These motherfuckers are bad. These are some, these are some tough people we're dealing with, mentally and physically. So, so their idea was that, again, they wrote in the newspaper in 1789, they wrote it. They said a Negro man can never rule over a white man. They wrote that in the newspaper. So what? That was their philosophy. Yeah, but that's not so, making so, sense, man. No, what you mean it don't make any sense? They wrote it. And so my, but the sense that I'm making to you, hold on one second. Hold on a second. I, I, yes, Greg, Greg. Hey, Greg, this is what I'm saying. I'm telling you the, 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 the dichotomy why they still do what they do. Because and, and, and that philosophy of systemic racism and, and psychological racism and, and psychological superiority, this is what they have to maintain in their brain, that they can never be ruled or, by black men. A black man can never tell them what to do. This is why they had an issue with Obama, and he was the most peaceful black guy you could never meet. He wasn't really. Black. He was one of the most peaceful motherfuckers you could never run into. How can you be black falling out of a white woman's ass? Hey, hey, Greg, can I ask you three black? Can I ask you three questions? Right, right, Greg. This is three questions that I think the black community should ask me. I'm gonna ask you these three questions. Do you think slavery has something to do with the black community as a pool, its condition now? Yes. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Do you think racism exists? Yes. Okay. Do you think America has done enough or has done too much for black people to achieve in this country? They probably haven't done enough. Okay. I, okay, now, 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 listen, those three uh, questions, let me, let me, uh, now, now, he answered, he answered them to me, he answered okay. it like a non-coon. A coon would say no to all of them, especially the last one, where we did enough. We, I'm just saying, Greg, what you just said that says that we need 
you know the reasons why we're in our personal condition. Okay, but that's all, you, brother. Now, 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 you have to have me clarify now what, what I mean by racism. Yeah, there's racism in America. I've been around the world, and I think Greece is. I thought Portugal and Greece racist too, but I think America's probably number number three most racist country I've ever been in. Uh, I think Greece Greece is kind of racist. Uh, Spain was Portugal is racist quite a bit. In America, uh, I've been around the world, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's racism here. But uh, have they done enough for us? No. Um, but that's where we differ. I, I want different solutions than you guys uh, for what America needed to correct. I would like to maybe have a bit more. I think maybe the older black men should be maybe getting some compensations. The ones above sixty-five. Because uh, they dealt with far more, I actually dealt with more racism than you guys. Okay, I think the older, old, the older brothers maybe should get something, um, 60, 65 and older or so, and maybe they should have some have more money in the college funds for us, you know, right. like that. But I don't think we should be getting reparations or a check or anything like that. But maybe. Uh, oh, guys, guys, yeah. guys, hold on a second. Open your line. Yeah. Who's this? All right, it may be me. Is hi, Gary. Mr. Solution. Hey, how you doing, Greg? Pretty good. Hey, Mr. Solution, may you ask those three questions, too? Can you answer those oh, three questions? Oh, oh, oh. I got I thought, it. I got shut it. up. I got Damn. it in the car. Who's this? Open that line. Who's this? <laughs> All right. Let me, let, me, let me check. Um, the one that opened earlier, what's your name again? Mr. Solution. Okay. What, what's on your mind, Mr. Solution? Oh yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah, what, what I I don't know. I offered a salutation. I, I said hi to Greg and the rest of the crew. I want to revisit uh, the issue of marriage. I heard you. Happy guys Father's Day, Mr. Solution. By the way, I'm sorry. Thank you, all facts. Yeah, uh, what what uh, I wanted to say. I was thinking about this today, and I looked up that Frank Zappa quote about uh, America. The United States, rather, is a uh, country of badly written laws that are loosely enforced. Uh, That's true. That's certainly true. But look here, with respect to marriage, they are enforced meticulously because marriage has become what's known as a wealth transfer today. And unless a guy is, unless he gets a prenuptial and unless he is extremely poor, or extremely wealthy. Marriage is a bad damn deal. And see, all women have access to the legal system, and they utilize it. So what, what the legal system will do uh, very, uh, very knowledgeably is uh, take a man's wealth and transfer it to a woman, and she forthwith wastes it. And they know that. And so marriage really today is a way of disempowering men. So men should be very, very careful getting married unless they have a prenup, and, and I definitely recommend that. Also, women, women. Women can have a prenup too, but usually women go into marriage expecting to get a windfall, and the courts will do that. That's what I would say about marriage and um, the 20 yeah, percent. There's some background quick noise, unfortunately. Quick question for you, Mr. Uh, yeah, that's what I would say about marriage in the 21st century. 
Hey, Mr. Solution, quick question for you. How sure. much how much money how much money and, and, and what type of assets would you say that that you would have accumulated when you'd want to sign a prenup? Oh, that's a good, that's a great question. Yeah. I would say I has uh, approaching fifty grand or even less. Look, if you have a nest egg, period, one needs to protect it. And remember, the guy that has the least amount of money, but a decent amount to be comfortable and somewhat secure, that money needs the most protection. If you take someone with a hundred years worth of salary. Are you talking about a year's worth of salary? Are you talking about that type of money? Uh, yeah. Someone with $100 million can afford to, if they're stupid enough, they can afford to fight it out in court because they're never going to be poor, all things being considered. But if you have a moderate nest egg, say even, even a couple of hundred thousand, you're going to blow all of that on attorneys and settlements with, uh, with the legal system. Go ahead. Uh, can I talk now? Uh, yeah. well, don't come in like a little girl, Jay. Just go ahead, man. Uh, first of all, this is mediation, Mister uh, Solution. Mediation lawyer. That's a good to save a lot of money. I, I don't know why mediation. Know why mediation that saves a lot of money. Mediation. Oh, um, oh if, you, okay, if, yeah. you, if you can stick it at the mediation and don't have to pay for those court costs when you get to there. Even though you're going to have to pay, that, that'll cut the cost. So, But a mediation has to be agreed to by both parties. I know, exactly. I know, right. But, but most divorces automatically have a mediation. Big Before you walk in the courtroom, a judge is going to make sure you have some type of mediation. Now, that may be denied, but it's going to be to uh, offered well. to you. Go ahead, Big Jake. Now, you know what? I, I'll just hang, hang up. I'm tired of this shit. That's why I cut you off on purpose. <laughs> he didn't realize that. He didn't realize it. You guys. But yeah, I, I think that is, if my mic is still open, I, I think that is a, is a concern. That's why you have groups like MGTOW and also groups like Herbivore uh, that you know, men going their home, own way. They're not, they're not homosexual men, but they're just saying it's, it's too much trouble dealing with modern-day women. And a lot of men are, are demonstrating the undesirability of marriage with their feet. They're going to other countries to get women who are more women of, of, of the marriageable type, because these women are more amenable to the family structure. Where's the you know, they're not always one? challenging the man. You know, when a man goes out, regardless of what ethnicity a man is, when he goes out and has to fight the world, because the world is challenging. He doesn't want to come home and wage war where he should have peace. Uh, and, and lots of Americans. What is the war going to be about, Mr. Solution? What is the war to be about, and what do you mean the marriage? Was this even the topic, bro? Was this even the topic? I know, no, I, it wasn't the topic. We were talking about black It wasn't even the topic, bro. I mean, was this even the topic? Greg was yeah. talking. Greg was, I mean, we were turning Greg around, and he comes in talking about merge. I don't know, you don't understand the full scope of your own topic. Because if you get married and... No, we wasn't... If we I wasn't minute, Joshua, 
If you get married and and the woman wants to take your ass to court, that becomes the topic. And with over a 50% divorce rate, that is the topic. A guy would be stupid if he has any assets to plunge headlong into marriage out of love and be a fool and lose all of his resources. Right. Yeah, but the solution, I'm agreeing with you, but that wasn't the topic. We're talking about something totally different than what you're talking about. What were what, what you talking about? You were talking about marriage, right? No. No. Well, no, he was not. You weren't talking about marriage? No, you, you were not. talking about the black demographics. We were talking about the government may pass bills for the black African community, uh, African-American community as a pool, um, and coons like you may benefit from it. <laughs> you are yeah, really talking about that. You, you shouldn't be talking about anything until you learn something. You don't know anything about anything. <laughs> Mr. Solution, watch this. I'm a black engineer. I know I know that hurts you so had the white man considered me a black engineer. Nothing you say hurts me all facts, because I know you because I just said that. It shocks your mind. You're and see, listen like you. See see people like you. Hey, you have a lot of pressure on you. If they pass bills and they need teachers and educators to go on these communities and they're going to pay you well to, and to educate these boys and you don't, I'm just saying, history is saying that you didn't do it. I'm just saying. So right, go all back your to the topic you say. You say you weren't dealing with marriage earlier. I thought I heard you say marriage uh, many What is times. a baby daddy, Mr. Solution? What's the definition of a baby daddy? Hold on, Alfax. Stand down a minute. What I said was is that you guys use the word marriage serially. You used it repeatedly, and you say that wasn't the subject? No, it, it wasn't the subject. No, no it wasn't. It wasn't the subject. I, I, Not I for like an hour and a half. Right. No, no, let me tell you what the subject was. The subject was when Gary had his show, he was dealing with, he was saying, why aren't, why aren't, I think the subject was, why aren't black women not being choosing? So he had these statistics. He was going through the statistics, but the, the, the brunt of the conversation went to the idea of the fact that as black men, what do we come in at? Because uh, as far as we're dealing with race and we're dealing with money and the ideal of white men, having someone of a jump, and, and the idea was that white men don't are not more superior than they have something that we don't have, and that's finances. That's what we're talking about. So we're trying to figure out how to, how to become more financially sound so we can compete, because that's basically what it's about. It's community. So it, it wasn't about marriage, per se. No, that's not what we're talking about. Right. Well, well that's not true. E- okay, yeah. Oh, okay, I thank you for that. Well, but that's not true either, because I'm going to add another term that gives a clarification to uh, what you were speaking. It's American. Black American men have lots of money. Many of them do. Many of them do. But we're you talking about as a pool. In every we're talking group, about as a pool. In every collective. group in America, there's a class system. There's a tier system. And in each one of those groups, the people from mid-level on up are roughly equal in their power, in their expression. They don't have the problems that many people tend to espouse. Mr. Lucy, yeah, there's about 15 million but, but why should we? I'm sorry, all facts. But, but why should we have a class system? See, black people shouldn't practice 
what white folk do. We gotta okay, let me answer things. that. That's a good question. That, that's a great question. May I answer it? Go ahead, yeah. Right. In any capitalistic system, there will emerge naturally a class system. And the reason for that is some people are more energetic than others. Some people are smarter than other people. Some people will work harder than other people. And as a consequence of those three factors and others, uh, you know, some people will gather more resources. And class, hold on one second. Class is identified, of course, by uh, material assets and also education usually go together. Okay. Okay. Mr. Solutions. Okay, so what? I don't want to be a part of your class. So, so are you saying class? Are you saying class? Fan fucking tastic. Hold on, hold on. Are you saying class within within the black within the black community only, right? Within every ethnic group, you will have a tier system that can be identified as a class. Okay, can, can, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Can, 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 so he said he's a higher class black. I'm sorry, yeah, Overseas. He on, said he's on, a higher class. On, I'm my bad. Shit. In fact, will you shut up and stand down, please? Can, You're I'm sorry, guys. I'm putting myself on me. I'm sorry. Can I get some examples <laughs> of, of what oh, wait, high class black shut people up. do? Can I get some examples of what uh, high class black people do? Excuse me? Do you, do you have any examples of what uh, high class, upper class blacks? What what do they do? Like what? Are okay, the in America, um, America has a, a homo. Uh, it, 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 it's homogeneous in terms of much of its class structure, and without you, you know being uh, wearisome, as it were, they do the same thing. People with resources basically do the same thing. Generally okay, have okay. the same accountants, so, the same CPAs. I, I mean, they just do the same thing. If you want to be, okay. you, you know, kind of mundane, they travel, so our, our, they vacation, our, 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 they do what they want to do. That's what that's what resources allow a person to do. Is what they want to do. It 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 allows them the freedom to do what they otherwise could not do. They still they, yeah, but regard, regardless of midterm, they still niggas though, right? Well, look, if, if, you, if, if that so, so satisfies you, you, you hey, no, I, I, feel, I feel that that's a very low-tier description. But no, if that satisfies... It's not. Hold on, hold on a minute. Let me finish. Allow me to finish my statement. If that satisfies you with your worldview, then so be it. You right. Well, well, I'm, they can do whatever they well, want. Well, let me say one thing. There's still doors that are closed to the rich niggas. Right, exactly. For instance, uh, oh, see, can I give an example? Let's That's say, a very pejorative term, by no, the way. No, no. Let's, let's give me, let me give you an example, Mr. Solution. Let's say you want to talk about class. Let's say I tell a black man, a black woman, I say, okay, I'm going to spend $25,000, and we're going to stay a month out Boulder, Colorado, in a cabin. And, you know, and, and, and we're going to watch the, 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 the spring into the fall, right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. To fall into the winter. I didn't catch now, the last no, part. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, right. So if we go to Boulder, Colorado, and I spend $25,000 in a month, right, for vacation. Okay. In Boulder, Colorado, most of it is, a, they, they, they take pride and say this is a respectable all-white community. What if we have racism 
people are harassers, throw bottles, and because they don't want us in that town. Listen, I'm saying it's still something that you, they're going to say that we're lower class even though we still have money because it's something to talk about maybe prejudice or racism. Okay, let, so let me I'm, respond to what you just said. First okay, of all, yeah, right, I, I don't know that what you said is true. That's number one. And number two, I find it hard to believe that uh, an institution that's set up for vacationers would turn down the kind of money that you just expressed. I think okay. you just made that up to try and prove a narrative. Well, I didn't make it up because I'm sorry, because this happened to Oprah Winfrey and this happened to a lot of stars okay. that would tell you that they have experienced racism at some point, but I'm done. I'm glad you said that. Please let me respond to that. Oprah is playing your ass like a fiddle, okay? Because what Oprah is doing is she's just getting recognition for something that she knows is not impacting her. That's a game of facts. Wake up and smell the damn coffee. Guys, it, listen, it impacted her when they refused to sell the coffee for, to her brother. That's it. I'm okay, done. if you want to believe that, fine. Because that's it's given to low-level people who are easily excitable and drama. No, if someone denied because she said them with a black, that's a factual incident. A factual incident. She was denied. She was rejected because of her race. And now, 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 you're going to say that it didn't impact her. How dare you say Hold that on a minute. Hold she did not you feel a certain way? A damn thing. You're Look saying here. that she did not feel a certain way or offense. Uh, she didn't feel upset or she didn't feel rejected or she didn't feel shocked okay. or she wasn't appalled. A mind is like a parachute. It only works if it's open. Look here. People uh, will play you. That's part of the game, all facts. Oprah uh, sits down and, ta and speaks with anyone whom she When does. that man called you a nigger online, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Solution. Okay, okay, you, you know, right. Let me break in for a second, guys. Go ahead, pause for a second. Pause for a second. Go ahead, Gary. Um, I'm going to conclude tonight's session. Um, I was hoping to wait for my good friend to pop up. Um, I guess he has some other things, so... It's already past the time that I'm on here. So this is what I'll do. I'll end it here. Um, people are going to take a sit back a little bit. Um, but like I said, overall, um, my five reasons, simple, you know, the weight, as the dude, uh, I guess, um, sex is one of them. Um, I'm trying to with the other thing. I would say um, I forgot the other two. But like I said, when you go back to replay, I lay out my five reasons why you ladies have not been chosen. Uh, besides all the other aspects of tonight's stream, as you know, I did go off to other subject topics. But overall, the whole purpose of the show is my layout why you're not chosen. And not only that, it is Father's Day, nonetheless. So, you know, this is for all the black men that are doing their thing with their children. So don't take it personal, ladies, you know. But like I said, me and Mr. Faulkner will probably look at this again on another stream. So thank everybody for listening to tonight's show. Um, be on the lookout for the next stream. Until next time, take care and good night. Thank you for listening to another broadcast. And like always, 
comment, subscribe, and like this video. You can also follow me on Twitter at ChaosRain7. This is the summertime, the kickoff of 2020, and this is going to be a very hot summer. So until next time. Drum, please! <laughs>
Later, chaos. Rain.